0: I am Comrade Britain. And I'm Admiral Robocop. These are the voyages of the starship USS GO Rider Strike, our ongoing
1: mission to explore new Star Trek movies, to seek out old Trek, both cringe and based, and to boldly go into, into a, a volcano's core. Soy Trek, the podcast is here. here. Soy Trek.
2: One half big and one half big. We're a hundred percent. Come your name. We killed Hitler. We have, we have
1: a best leftist Who did not kill Hitler? <laughs> Patrick
2: and Britain, Britain. Talking, talking, joking,
0: farting, and all about Star Trek. Like our buttholes, the show is red.
1: Soy Trek, the, the, the podcast
3: is here. So listen
0: to Soy Trek right in your ears.
1: Ooh, gravy. Welcome to the bridge. This is Soy Trek. Yeah. The podcast where two trickies ask themselves Star Trek 2, The Wrath of Khan 2? Yeah. (laughs) 2?
2: Part D. E two también. E
0: two. Yeah, yeah. We're glad. Glad we get a get a uh, get a remix of uh, Rathacon. Remix. DJ, play it back.
1: I bet you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Uh, <laughs> we have ads now, as you may have noticed. Don't want ads? Well, soldiers, for as little as two dollars a month, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com/dumbinitbs, and not only get ad-free episodes, you also get them in high-quality stereo, and you also get them the moment I'm done making them. You also get access to a private Patreon Discord channel. Also, if you're super cool and pay us five dollars a month or more, we make Mention your name and say thank you to people just like Dylan Lancy and Killia, Jonah Hearn, Shane Sawyer, Jordan Hale, Electric Baphomet, Emma Glavish, Nick Savard, David Craning, Sites Cappies, PJ Hale. All of whom are cool as hell and deserve a crap pick. So if you have a pretty pussy, cinema. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Right, send them your pussy pics
1: Hell yeah. Also, if you give us ten dollars a month, you get full access to my Plex server, The Media junction Which has uh, almost sixteen thousand films and almost seven hundred shows. Mm. Which could be any number below that, but trust me, it's over fifteen thousand and it's over six hundred.
0: Except you don't have heavenly creatures on there.
1: What the fuck's heavenly creatures? It's
0: the movie with uh Kate Winslet and um uh Melly Linsky.
1: No, well, place in New te- text, te- text me and ask it's me a, for it. I'll a put Peter, I'll put Peter that Jackson shit up. Oh yeah, you told me about yeah. that. I think on an episode. <laughs> I don't listen to my podcast. You think I like hearing my voice for four hours in a row? No, no. No, these headphones are literally silent right now. These
0: I've are noise canceling. I'm got, not listening to anything. I've got earplugs in. Yeah, me too. I've got a butt plug in. <laughs> well, it's not working because it's all over the place. <laughs>
2: It's not the point of a butt plug. <laughs>
0: um,
1: once again, that's patreon.com slash dumb idiot BS. That's patreon.com slash dumb idiot BS, which stands for bullshit, but also stands for Benedict sumabitch which is not a coincidence. We'll see you there. Yeah. We'll see you there. Sometime. Sometime.
0: We'll see you there, Space Cowboy. Hell yeah. Space Cowboy starring... Donald Sutherland, Tommy Lee Jones. Uh Is that on your Plex server? (laughs) I I don't know if it is or not. That's
1: that's really like the the old dogs of being an astronaut, right? Yeah, or wild hogs. Wild hogs or old dogs. Or old dogs. Yeah. Uh, uh, I love both those films. (laughs) I have seen both of those films, and they're both rad
0: also kind of like the battleship too because uh because you're bat-
1: really into comparing things to battleship aren't well
0: everything i'm starting to see everything goes back to battleship like I'm, <laughs> I'm wondering if everyone was like they were mad that battleship bombed in the box office so they've just been trying to recreate battleship over and yeah over.
1: This, this sounds totally sane
0: <laughs> you're
1: onto <laughs> it's, something
0: it's, it's my it's my over over My 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 grand theory that every movie is battleship. I
1: I wouldn't I wouldn't tell your parole officer about this theory, (laughs) but
0: you know Thankfully the parole officer hasn't found this podcast yet. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise it's back to the slammer for me. (laughs) Uh,
1: I'll never reveal your secrets. (laughs) So uh what we watch this week?
0: We watch Star Trek Into Darkness, Wrath of Khan Part Two.
1: Indeed, uh, this is so. We're calling this Dark Week. Then, mm. yeah. Um, so,
0: that dark man.
1: I, I like dark men.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: so uh star trek into darkness is the second j.j abrams film released on may 16th 2013 uh four years approximately after star trek 2009 hmm. yeah uh it is the 12th of 13 star trek films so far
0: is that how much time has passed between the uh, and the movie universe as well
1: um yeah i i don't know that's a good question I didn't I didn't really look into that cuz mm-hmm. this takes place in 2259 and I feel like the last one took place only a year or two before this. I don't think it was a 4 year span. No. It might have been I think cuz I think 2255 was when he joined Starfleet. Mm. And I don't remember how long it was before we, the academy I, I, would, yeah, yeah before when the the emergency call came and it mm. to goes to that and i don't know if i think it might have been just like one year later so this might be as much as like three years yeah because it
0: starts off it does seem like they're they're still getting like the kinks out of like uh of like their uh their leadership styles and stuff like ray davies is an
1: officer <laughs> or something or is he that was a kinks joke
0: uh <laughs> got got him i got this guy i got him so hard
1: you did. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, this film was directed by J.J. Abrams once again. hmm So he directed the first two uh star trek reboot films but not the third one Mm -hmm. but he just produced that um and then this one is written once again by alex kurtzman and robert orkey who we talked about last time but they have a new writer with him this time who is damon lindelof uh probably best known for his stint as showrunner co-showrunner of um lost after j.j abrams left Mm. To go do other things. I think he left to actually specifically go do mission impossible three or four or something. Mm. It was the really new metal one, I think. Mm. Um, but, uh, we also, um, uh, as I said, have Damon Lindelof who, uh, was also, um, did some cool stuff after that, including one of my favorite shows of all time, uh, the leftovers, mm. which is really a fantastic show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and...
0: All about eating the leftovers in your fridge?
1: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's a, It was a highly emotionally compelling show um, about leftovers in the fridge. Oh, And, like, kind of like how God has a connection with, uh, you know, the food you didn't eat when you made it.
0: Oh, that's cute.
1: Yeah. It's about, like, homeless people asking for money and you shoving your fucking Panda Express leftovers <laughs> in their face. There's
0: a lot, there's a lot Tupperware came into. It'll play a lot. Yeah, Like you, you saw like a lot of like emotional growth with Tupperware.
1: You really did. And, um, you know, you saw a lot of people like understanding like fundamentally that like Tupperware is just like any container. Mm. And, uh, and so they're, they're starting to like reuse, reduce, recycle, and they're using old jam jars and stuff oh, and like old good. bags and stuff for,
0: I, uh, I think a lot food. of people know that. Cause you know, we throw away so many jars and jars have multiple uses after we initially buy them.
1: Yeah. You can, um, you can fill them with cum. Yeah, you can also do things like uh, fill them up entirely with semen.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, for, you have to put like a figurine in it first.
1: I mean, you don't have to. If you're saving your unvaccinated semen for uh, for sale, mm. a lot of times they don't want the plastic, the microplastics in it. So yeah, they don't want cause, I mean, the, it is
0: the new Bitcoin.
1: It it is so. uh, definitely it's the new the new Dogecoin. I'd say mm. because only only uh, the woke um, people who don't have the woke mind virus will invest in it. <laughs>
0: Also, does that seem like it? It would <laughs> like, like with currency, it's like you, like you can't. Wouldn't there be inflation with like cum? Because like, cum-
1: cumflation,
0: cumflation, there'd be cumflation. Like you could just like endlessly fill up a jar, just sit around in your house all day and fill up a jar. So you,
1: you talk about <laughs> masturbating like it's easy work. <laughs> i've been i've been working on the masturbation farm for the last 20 years and i can tell you friendo that shit don't come easy
0: no i mean especially if you got to do a lot you know you got you want to shoot a lot of ropes you know you got like you got to like you know re-up on fluids constantly oh a hundred percent doesn't just like appear out of nowhere you need like right yeah
1: you need yeah and you need to uh you know you need to always be edging a B E is what they say. Down <laughs> they say they say uh, fucking pedialyte is for closers. Yeah, pedialyte P- P- is for closers. And yeah, yeah. So uh, it
0: does take a lot of personal sacrifice. I mean, I guess like it is kind of like you know how Bitcoin, you know, it's just like you know robot solving math problems. Yeah, and then like
1: it's like, a yeah <laughs> a robot doing Sudoku's that yeah. like uh, eventually it's robot doing Sudoku's about itself. Mm-hmm. It's like it, basically the big equation it's doing is proving that Bitcoin, like, belongs to who says it they say it belongs to, and it's mm-hmm. like, you're. And at one point they were using like one percent of the world's power or something like that to to make cryptocurrencies, and that that's um that's a enormous waste. Wow, that's an enormous waste. Yeah, I
0: kind of see it like uh, like just jerking off into a jar. I mean, that's more of like Amish style it's like oh you know, it's, yeah it's, it's a return to nature
1: it's a return it's a return to community
0: yeah you just what, turn in the butter
1: yeah a hundred percent it's like because if you're at home coming in a jar that means you're not out doing destruction to your community yeah right
0: yeah like yeah if anything yeah you're just like creating lots of plastic waste with like the pd light and yeah. the gatorade and everything else that you and so it's like i, I mean well i mean that, that's so but Plus, then you know what that makes money because then you what you take those you take all the plastic you know if there's a five cents return on any uh-huh. of that stuff you take that you make and you're making money you're always yeah, making and, money
1: and they will take that and uh just put it in the landfill yeah because like 75 <laughs> percent of plastics that are like put in, into recycling are never recycled no. they're just like put into the ocean yeah or incinerated sometimes
0: but you know what you got the thing though you can you can write that stuff off you know you mm-hmm. that that's like something that you're using to build your business you can have that as a tax write off you can be like mm-hmm. look all this pedialyte and Gatorade you get that money back you reinvest in cumcoin like you're mm-hmm. constantly just making money
1: hell yeah brother this is
0: now like cum
1: cumcoin is the future
0: cumcoin is the future
1: yeah 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 this is the crypto cumcoin hour now <laughs> fuck star trek we're done with that bullshit yeah.
0: we're actually we're making we're all about money we're all about coming in jars we're all about storing those jars and our fridges Oh, that's another thing. Yeah. You got to, you got to think about how much storage storage space.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause like, that's why
0: there has to be like a huge, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta be constantly getting that come out there.
1: Right. Right. And so, so Pat comes over the other day and he's like, Hey, (laughs) I mean, did did you start hunting or something? And I'm like, what do you mean? he's like, well, you got two fridges now. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, because one is my perhaps unknown food source, maybe vaccinated poison food fridge. And the other one is my safe fridge also known as the blessed fridge yeah which is where i keep my unvaccinated cum Mm -hmm. you know
0: yeah and you have a bunch of home alone style traps Mm -hmm. around it just because no one comes and steals your cum
1: yeah absolutely ain't nobody getting my cum (laughs)
0: except for me yeah, and that's the thing. You put that you put that stuff in a sperm bank, you're not getting money for it. Getting, no, no, maybe, no. You there's get, no you're getting maybe sixty dollars per deposit. But you know what? That that they're taking that cum and they're just giving it to anybody who asks for and the,
1: it. And the thing is, it's a bank a sperm bank is not a real bank.
0: No, it's not. There's
1: you have no appreciation no, on your investment ever. No. Never. I, yeah. I never go and deposit my cum and come back later and ask for cum and get more cum in return it's a
0: one-time investment where you're making 60 dollars and that's gone yeah that is not, that's not it, a it, bank it, it doesn't it doesn't appreciate in value it's like they just take that cum If it sits around too long they uh-huh. get rid of it they get rid of it pure unvaccinated disgusting disgusting Yeah. It's not like cum coin. They could,
1: they could put it in my mouth. (laughs) They could do something useful with it and let me just gargle with it. Like, like salt water.
0: They could bake it into cookies and give it to cops. <laughs> not saying people should do that, but that's something that you could do if you wanted to. Really, yeah. We're uh, we're not saying
1: on this podcast that we condone that type of behavior. But if someone did that, they yeah. should definitely not say that they heard it here.
0: Yeah, they, uh, they didn't hear it here. They should even like just do it and not say anything. Just like do yeah, it. yeah.
1: But we're not saying don't do it.
0: Yeah, we're not saying don't. We're not saying don't. Wait, wait. No, we're saying don't do it. Are we? Maybe. <laughs>
1: We'll, we'll we'll circle we'll, back we'll, to this. We'll
0: consult the lawyers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so uh, let's jump right into this film, I guess.
0: Oh, yeah. I forgot about that.
1: Oh, yeah. We're, uh, <laughs> yeah, we were... The mine is on crypto, uh, come crypto. Yeah come, yeah. come coin. Yeah, I'm
0: going to check my balances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yep. Balls yep. are full. <laughs>
1: Balls are full. <laughs> um, so the year is 2259. I think a few years after uh, the events of the last film. Mm-hmm. And we join Captain James T. Kirk uh, of the USS Enterprise uh, on a class and planet called Nibiru, uh, where he's dressed in a highly concealing robe and being chased down by some ancient temple people uh, from an ancient temple at the base of an active volcano. Uh, suddenly, an animal blocks Kirk's path. And uh, it's this big beast, and he instinctively shoots it. <laughs> Much to the dismay of, big reveal, Dr. Leonard McCoy, who's also wearing one of these robes. But these robes aren't, like, that conspicuous, because, like, none of the people chasing them look anything like no, this. No, if
0: anything, he stands out like a sore thumb, because, for one, it's mm-hmm. blue. Mm-hmm. They're all dressed in yellow tights. and Yeah, and they have, like, white <laughs> body paint on yeah. entirely. Yeah, with yeah, pure black eyes. And it's just, mm-hmm. like... I feel like if they truly wanted to blend in like that would have been totally easy just put yourself put white paint on your body and then black contacts Mm -hmm. and they would have like been able to get in and get out no problem but instead like like well let's wear these robes these human these these uh creatures have never seen in their life Mm. and so and let's wear that inside there and good call yeah good call call. yeah so why even like cover your face
1: um (laughs) So they can't be recognized, I guess. But
0: still, like, they're drawing attention to themselves. Yeah, they're the only
1: two guys in a blue robe. Like, (laughs) that's the thing is, like, the people chasing after them should have been dressed in, like, similar robes, because otherwise it's confusing. I'm like, was that a disguise, I guess? It doesn't
0: even look like they have the technology to make, like, big fluffy robes like that.
1: And also, (laughs) what exactly were they doing on the planet, really? I don't
0: like oh uh, well, i think initially they were sent to observe and report on them oh. like they're supposed to be doing like you know the thing that's some they,
1: colonialist bullshit
0: well you know how like star trek you know and like another in, in previous iteration like they've like if there's been a, a uh, pre-warp civilization mm. they've like disguised With an themselves outpost yeah that's a bad just, idea just observe there and observe them mm-hmm. and i think that's only bad
1: were, things can happen
0: i think that's yeah oh, yeah and that's what the, i think they were initially sent to just you know do that instead they decided to uh to uh, insert themselves into this planet's history which is like against the prime directive
1: completely uh, anyway so uh, Kirk shoots the beast in his path and McCoy is like shit that was our ride out of here you dumb dumb bitch and so now they gotta run and uh, <laughs> there, he, apparently Kirk stole a scroll it looks like here he's uh-huh. running with a scroll so he's an ancient scroll and um the natives do actually look really cool here. I yeah. think, yeah, they're they're like covered in white paint and like juxtaposed against the background of the forest, which is entirely red.
0: Yeah, redwood, redwoods,
1: and r- red red vines. I think too a yeah. lot like the licorice. It looks that like make, a licorice forest. It makes, uh,
0: that makes sense why they have pure black eyes because I can imagine that being just like burning your eyeballs. Yeah, if you were to live there and just like Ooh,
1: you know, this is probably <laughs> Lord Licorice's planet from um, Candyland.
0: Oh, it's like it's it's but it's like uh, so that would mean that Candyland actually takes place in a a far distant future from this point because they're still in, they're still in like the stone age. It looks like possibly not even the, not even the bronze. They didn't make it to the bronze age yet.
1: That's a good point. This is probably the Candyland planet. Yeah. Interesting. Mm Hmm. Hmm. We'll have to explore that some more. Never. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So elsewhere, um, on the Enterprise, or actually no, in a shuttlecraft, Hakaru uh, Sulu, uh, the one that is gay now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the
0: do, do they acknowledge that he's gay. In this? Oh no, is, is it in the next one? It's the next one. Okay, it, it yeah, shows yeah. It, it shows that he has a husband.
1: Yeah, that's that's yeah, too much to um, to K's dismay
0: yeah to to Kay's dismay yeah I guess he 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 personally never saw Sulu as a gay character but yeah
1: which I I didn't either Sulu's not like gay coded at all like there's
0: except in uh what was it um you know when he's like had that fit on you know a number Number four. Oh,
1: that's sick, though. He's just he's, <laughs> he'd just be dressing. He'd just he'd be, be dressing. dressing. Yeah. Maybe a little he'd bisexual call him ranch coded. He dressing. Hell yeah! Uh, no, he's you know, and and then isn't that the one where you like beat that dude up and shit? It is. Yeah, yeah guy calls him tiny. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, "Don't call
2: me tiny." Ha ha ha
1: ha ha! Oh my! <laughs> um, so, Sulu, um, it's pilot, uh, the one who's not played by a gay man mm-hmm. but they decided to make gay yeah yeah is uh, piloting a shuttlecraft into a volcano when kirk hits the comms and tells everybody that they're in trouble but spock reminds them that due to the prime directive they can't reveal themselves to the native population
3: mm-hmm.
1: spock meanwhile is in the shuttle wearing an environmental suit that's all shiny and shit to protect him from the volcano and the fallout from the cold fusion device he's going to trigger to stop the volcano from extinguishing all life on the planet
0: you know what's funny to me is um they say like oh you know later on they say like the enterprise can't withstand the heat of the of, of the volcano mm-hmm. but spock's suit can survive being directly inside the middle of the volcano on top of <clears throat> on top of volcanic rock that is surrounded by
1: your so what you're asking is why don't they make the whole plane out of the black box well,
0: it's, well i was just wondering <laughs> like you have something that's a smaller circumference like something like something that's much smaller mm-hmm. and and uh it presumably not as not doesn't have the capabilities of withstanding deep space mm-hmm. for long periods of time or as if you have a spaceship that that's that's specifically built to get pretty close to fucking suns. Yeah,
1: and I mean this,
0: this <laughs> is pre,
1: I think this is still pre like full shields. I think this is when they're still using a deflector array mostly mm. for for getting stuff, which is kind of a different purpose than shields.
0: Yeah, I was curious. It's just odd that like the the like the uh the uh, runabout and the ship mm-hmm. presumably can't withstand the heat from the from this volcano, but like a suit. Can be immersed directly into it and be fine
1: you know it's the black box material
0: yeah
1: <laughs> it's that same thing it's like thing. yeah it's the one indestructible material that they should make everything out of but they mm-hmm. don't
3: yeah
1: so um <clears throat> uh hurrah is also here uh in the shuttle and as a communications officer probably has no business being
0: there not sure why she's there they have yeah. other people to do stuff but uh, I always see like the bridge crew always having multiple multiple purposes yeah yeah but as a
1: communicator you think she might like be down on the planet in case she needs to like somehow translate something you know there's other things a a communicator really a volcano (laughs) I mean you have tons of red shirts to like take care of volcano problems that don't just specialize in language
0: she had to say goodbye to her boyfriend
1: yeah, that's that's another problem I have with it because she's there because she's Spock's girlfriend. Yeah. Because uh, Starfleet apparently has no HR department whatsoever. Yeah. Never have, never will. They don't care. <laughs> They're like, oh, you were harassed at work. Sounds like an ethical dilemma. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not an ethical. Do- well, I'm sorry, an alien did that to you. Um, you have a counselor who uh, can read your mind a little bit. You want to? You want to talk to them? Yeah. So we need to talk about the prime directive here because mm. this whole thing is just like just what, I don't I don't really understand how anyone agreed to this. I mean their captain ordered them to do it obviously, but it's a dumb call. And, and there's
0: literally a, a TNG episode that's basically the same thing where there's a volcano that's about to destroy a planet and Data goes on and like Data get becomes friends with that little weird girl.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And um <laughs> and yeah, it's like and Data, you know, intervenes on the on the planet's behalf and... Fucking data. Fucking data.
1: Fucking data. Why are you doing that, data? Yeah. You're trying so hard to be human that you're fucking up all the rules, <laughs> brother. So the Prime Directive reads, uh, the Prime Directive prohibits Starfleet personnel and s- spacecraft from interfering in the normal development of any society. Uh, it mandates that any Starfleet vessel or crew member is expendable to prevent violation of this rule. Mm-hmm. So who gets to die here.
0: <laughs> yeah, presumably, like, yeah, you, you would just have to be, like, well, yeah, like, stopping the volcano from erupting, you know, very obviously, you know, even though it would destroy this this entire species of people, like, mm-hmm. technically you're not supposed to because that's, like, the natural pro, nat- natural path for this planet. Also, and- like, why
1: why can't they just, like, beam the the device into the volcano
0: very good question or just shoot it why not have a drone like we have all this like technology that i
1: mean like spock says like the ash is interfering with stuff and that's that's the techno babble explanation for Mm -hmm. like i think everything here and i'm like yeah
0: Yeah, but like i I think i would literally
1: like, like shoot it in there like with your like in a photon torpedo bay
0: why not like just put the runabout like directly over the over the volcano's opening and just like lower it in with an extremely long cable there you go like or it also just like also just drones i mean drones are used a lot in um, discovery mm-hmm. which is technically taking place before this
1: like, and yeah this is done by jj abrams who loves shit like drone warfare yeah
0: and like, and we don't have a drone that could just be fired very very small would be completely undetectable from the species you know eye Mm -hmm. you know obviously they're not like they can't see from a far distance you know they're gonna see like a little drone just fly in with that little thing hit it and just go Mm
2: -hmm.
0: like putting putting a person in there at the beginning like i actually like for personally i have no problem with them saving the species very very secretly Mm -hmm. like i don't know I, i kind of agree that you know if they did have the ability to save these people they should i know yeah yeah. it's just
1: the way they do it is dumb
0: yeah (laughs) i know in the prime directive technically they're supposed to just let this species die
1: yeah which is pretty metal (laughs)
0: Yeah, which is yeah pretty wild like uh, i think like you know i would like it if like you know a superior you know like technologically advanced uh people were to intervene on problems in earth Mm -hmm. (laughs) sometimes you know it's just like you know and um and especially, in a, but also if they're doing it in a very subtle way. Like, you know, what's the problem? Like, like just let these people like progress. And mm-hmm. um, so I really have no problem with that on a on a personal level. Like, um, um, but yeah, just yeah, how they're how they're going about it seems like they just like thought up this plan decided to go with like the first like they had like a whiteboard and we're like how do we do this <laughs> and they're just like and they just picked the first the first one that they came up they were just like spitballing ideas they're like uh spock put on a volcano okay done let's do that I didn't bother to think of like hey you know what we got all this other stuff we can do to uh to actually
1: you want to do you want to introduce a new alien species yeah but it has to be in relation to spock being in a volcano <laughs> yeah. and we can't have him talking at all yeah right.
0: we can't we can't put a fucking drone put it on a fucking drone throw that in or whatever it's
1: no like. that, that makes too much sense brother yeah so Kirk assures Spock that he and Bones are well disguised and are merely leading the natives further away from the volcano so they can detonate the device. Um, Spock tumbles out into the volcano and already we have imminent danger being diffused via humor in the most Joss Whedon, woe is me <laughs> grin wink writing I've seen in Star Trek since for, for quite a while. And there's mm-hmm. a little bit of that in this movie. For oh, the yeah. most part, the comedy works, but some of it doesn't like at all mm-hmm. some of it's just like eh, it's just, it's it's just trying too hard it's it's too obviously like a cue like a nudge nudge but dum bumps <laughs> um <clears throat> so back in the shuttle uhura calms spock and tells him that they're going back to the enterprise the shuttle is un- unable to make it from the wake of the volcano so sulu tells uhura he's abandoning it and they prepare themselves on the surface, Bones tells Kirk uh, the beach they're supposed to get to is the other way as Kirk places the scroll he stole in a tree and unravels it. The natives chasing them stop in the wake of the scroll and bow to it as the boys make their escape. So apparently he got them far enough away from the volcano. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do some funny yelling and uh, jump off a cliff into the water which like, is like a 60 foot drop. They both should have died they're just wearing fucking robes they should have died
0: i can see people surviving that
1: both of them not as easy not not surviving that and just going immediately swimming into the enterprise afterwards yeah but
0: i i did like how like fast they were swimming down like
1: Mm. oh they were yeah they were they're both champion swimmers these guys are dolphins
0: i'm not sure if they were wearing some sort of propellant device around their because it showed when they got out it showed that that they were wearing um um a belt so i don't know Mm -hmm. if there was like some sort of like Device that was propelling them through the water that fast, because mm-hmm. like Could. swimming, swimming that far underwater, like I feel that would be much harder than it, than it was. And they were they were zipping, they were going, they were doing a zip zoom, yeah, yeah, yeah. they were doing a little zip zoom. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so uh, th- having. And the enterprise is like idling underwater, so they swim to it mm-hmm. and um that would destroy the entire ecology of whatever it touched like <laughs> yeah. every single coral reef on that planet is wilting away at this moment <laughs> thanks to them
0: yeah they probably they' probably just sat on like a like a like a coral reef that would have like been that's like uh important to these the species livelihood like that's the, what they, yeah <laughs> they they
1: crushed the great turtle that like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: that like, like provides
1: everything they
0: don't they didn't observe them for long enough they didn't know they were there uh sea people that got all their <laughs> food from the sea and it's like oh my god it's all destroyed the, the, like, they,
1: they accidentally landed on the sea navvies <laughs>
0: <laughs> instead, of, instead of a quick death they killed through, through, a, through a volcano, through a <laughs> volcano. yeah they just got a got a slow death for, through starvation
1: yeah <laughs> we love that so um they get uh the Enterprise into the sky and Scotty greets Kirk and Bones at the airlock mm. asking them if how um if they know how ridiculous it is, ridiculous it is to hide a ship at the bottom of the ocean complaining about the uh salt water damage. Yeah. Which
0: Which is ridiculous.
1: <laughs> like <laughs> I mean like we have like things that can resist salt water now easily. Like what? Yeah that's that's I wild. to make your shit out of that, that. Yeah. like
0: okay so this this spaceship that can survive the pressure yeah, the cons- deep space
1: <laughs> yeah and going into a nebula and <laughs> shit like come on man
0: yeah I'm sure I'm sure like a little time in salt it's gonna like mm-hmm.
2: gonna,
0: yeah salt water of all things yeah like yeah. yeah we don't have fucking submarines now no we haven't had submarines for like the last what <laughs> 60 years 60 to 80 years <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. so yeah that's a good point <laughs> <Like> it's it's <laughs> this is the fucking i guess the enterprise is not as high a quality as like a, a submarine
0: yeah world war Two submarine that sucks yeah
1: yeah <laughs> Um, so Kirk interrupts Scotty and uh, asks where Spock is. And he says he's still in the volcano. Uh-oh. Spock's uh, uh, in danger. His boyfriend's in danger. Back <laughs> with Spock. He sets up the thing, the fusion device, pretty well when the bo- uh, volcano begins to erupt. A bunch of lava covers the landscape, and uh, one of the natives looks very concerned for his planet.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Back on the Enterprise, everybody fears for Spock's life. Chekhov suggests if they can get line of sight, they can beam him back because apparently, um, you know, their, their, uh, transport technology is like Bluetooth.
0: Yeah. Apparently like, you know, the things that the ash that was, um, disrupting everything that, that doesn't make any difference
3: mm-hmm.
0: as long as you have a line of sight. So it's like, so, so was it just, so what, why, like, was it, it how was like the ash uh, I thought it was some other component of the ash that was disrupting it.
1: Uh, don't ash. Don't ash. <laughs> don't don't ash. Don't tell.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, it was not like you know, all quick, just like stuff. You, know, you just have to mm-hmm. accept, like, okay, why not?
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what like J.J. Abrams is pretty good at is just a bunch of successive things that don't really make a ton of sense, but like doing them so quickly and cutting away so quickly that you don't really have time to think about it.
0: Yeah, like the cable that they used to to uh, prop- uh, to repel Spock down into the volcano in the first place. Why even put Spock on it? Why not just the device and just go, whoop?
1: Yeah, he could have set it Well, because he needed to set it up on an island in the middle of the volcano, I guess. I don't know.
0: But, there's, but I mean, I'm sure but they don't have cameras on. The, uh, that can be attached to it and just be like... I don't, I
3: don't
1: know. <laughs> oh, well. I don't know why they couldn't have just dropped an H-bomb into the volcano and left. Yeah. Like... <laughs> everyone would have thought the volcano was erupting but it, yeah i don't know
0: yeah <sighs> well, that, so- that's that would be xeno what if we just create what if they just created scientology for these people because that's what xeno did he xeno went and put um so
1: so this is scientology on the candyland planet yeah. is what you're saying
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Lord,
1: lord licorice is like he has uh he's the guy who like defeats the thetans
0: yeah he defeated the thetans like um like xeno or like Starfleet, they're, they're probably there's some bastardization of Starfleet's name. They call him mm-hmm. Starfleet. Oh, Star, true, it's, true. It's, it's, uh, Starfleet. He put the he put he put the H bombs in the volcanoes and erupted them with his 747s.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Lord Licorice rocks.
0: Lord Licorice rocks.
1: Lord Lord Licorice versus the Satan sounds like a <laughs> Flaming Lips album.
0: It does. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, like a high concept album about you know just like every single song is about like this and if you listen to it you're like this is the dumbest most brilliant thing I've ever heard hell yeah we'd love to hear
1: it <laughs> I mean like Yashimi versus the pink robots is pretty much that yeah um, <clears throat> so um, Spock says although the ash cloud concealed them until now any attempt at saving him would reveal their ship thus breaking the prime directive Kirk says nobody knows the rules better than Spock, but there's got to be an exception. Mm-hmm. He breaks up and everybody is concerned. Uh, Kirk asks Bones if he were Spock, what he'd do. Bones says, "Jim, I'd let him die."
0: <laughs> Which
1: I totally agree with. I love, I love Bones. Go Bones.
0: Or he said, "Didn't he say like Spock? He'd let, you, he'd let you die."
1: Something like that. Yeah. Um. Uh, instead they do the wrong thing and reveal themselves to the natives uh, the giant Enterprise coming out of the water and soaring through the atmosphere picking up Spock just as the volcano explodes like a bad movie about a bomb they leave the planet to big fanfare music and the opening title screen shows
0: and shows like their impact on these species they're drawing a fucking, a fucking Enterprise with sticks they're just yep. like and I, I do like the touch where the scroll that they were all like concerned about, it shows like the one guy that was holding the scroll just mm. throw it on the ground.
1: Yeah, the they're just like,
0: oh, we found our new religion now, and like, yeah, they throw the scroll on the ground, and then they all worshiping like the the crude drawing of the like. Enterprise. This is
1: an early agrarian culture, which is like mm-hmm. the only cultures that have ever like really worked, unless they were in like warfare times. Mm-hmm. You know, this is like one of the only cultures without deep contradictions within itself before, you know, like certain. <laughs>
0: Wait, there's, there's gonna be like an old, there's gonna be like adherence to the old religion. Mm-hmm. Be like, no, this thing on the scroll, good. And like, no, thing that fly through sky, good. Then, <laughs> like, they're just gonna create like a whole religious they, war. Uh,
1: yeah, on, honestly, they probably doomed the civilization to like a race war in the next like <laughs> decade or so. Yeah. So, good, good job, everybody. <laughs> um, so, uh, an alarm clock hits 5 a.m., and some dude gets out of bed with his dog and a lady, and he gets dressed. This is London, 2259, same year, a futuristic Federation city. Uh, This guy drives with his presumable wife in a floating car, and they make their way to Royal Children's Hospital, where they meet with a doctor and receive what seems like very unfortunate news. They go to their child's room where they are uh, convalescing and the mother places a stuffed animal at their presumable daughter's side. The man looks on, tears in his eyes. Out on the balcony, he is looking at the city skyline when suddenly a stranger says, I can save her. The man asks who he is and it reveals none other than than benedict Cumberbalk. Mm-hmm. wearing cumberbatch cumberbatch cucumberbatch, benedict cumberbatch wearing a high collared like rubber coat mm-hmm. it's pretty cool looking but it does not look practical or comfortable in any way no uh and like the preview
0: it looks extremely hot mm-hmm
1: like i would yeah I would,
0: I, like it's just like it's just uncomfortable like, yeah it's like it's just storing your sweat you know how when you put like a hot thing in tupperware mm-hmm. and it's just like that's the inside of his armpits and, and oh yeah and, and balls and dick like oh. it's just like per- creating per- perspiration on the outside of
1: the yeah <laughs> like it's, it's wearing like pleather pants yeah yeah it's not comfy
0: yeah just that you know that you know that motherfucker stink
1: mm-hmm. and so like uh everyone knew that benedict Cumberbach was going to be in this movie and they used a bunch of marketing and like um they they basically revealed that he was con before the movie ever came out and uh i know and he's
0: like it's not con
1: yeah like and so if you don't know sorry spoiler alert but this entire podcast is a spoiler alert uh this is con here but he's going by harrison right now Mm -hmm. um yeah, the marketing ruined a lot of this for me. And so I, I tried to be as, uh, you know, objective about this as possible, like thinking about a movie, like if I had seen nothing coming in. But, you know, I was excited for the second film at this point And like the marketing yeah. really was not good at keeping any kind of secrets.
0: No. And and, and I felt like, I, I feel like Khan was probably like the bad choice for the story. Yeah. Like I, like...
1: Any any other like if it wasn't Khan, it could have been another person in a very similar position, and this movie would have been better.
0: Yeah, it could have been a completely original character. It didn't, yeah. it didn't necessarily like you know go back to the original, to to the original stuff. Like even if you like also like if he were to also get take someone back, you know what about like the, you know the uh, the Klingon that took human disguise <laughs> something yeah. like that. It was like but he you know he, he wouldn't be like a giant strong, dude like True. Khan is but. Yeah, but just like an opera, uh, have a movie that's just re- basically redoing the plot of, um, um, Wrath of Khan just seems ridiculous to me. <laughs> just because it was I like, mean, it, it, was, it, it, was, it isn't a good
1: really movie. redoing the plot, but it is kind of redoing the yeah. plot. Like, I mean, it is,
0: it is like, they do have like a, a whole thing, like you no know, include, like the e- evil Admiral mm. angle. But yeah. like, um, But basically, like the last what twenty minutes or so is it's just like the inverse of the uh, uh, Wrath of Khan ending, except except worse. Right, and I
1: feel like the last twenty minutes doesn't really make sense to the character they establish in this film within Khan. No, like, and that's the thing is like there was a consistency, especially between like Space Seed and the Wrath of Khan, between Mm -hmm. the character of Khan, his motives, and how he like acted. Whereas here. Khan in the last like half hour of the film is a very different person from Khan up until then. I feel like Khan in like the second act is like a very reasonable person. Whereas in the first act and the last act, he is basically shins on and he's like
0: revenge, revenge, revenge. And there's, and there's no, and and there's, and there's no reason for him to get revenge.
1: I mean, there, there yeah, there is kind of until he finds out there's not, And then he thinks there is again. Yeah. And it's stupid.
0: It's like... He could have just been like... He has the most powerful ship ever made. He mm -hmm. could just fuck off.
1: He could. (laughs) And that's like... Well, that was... And there was... He doesn't have any... That was the point of the second one, though, too. Yeah. Is he, he... you know
0: but he was but, in the second one he was like revenge 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 but he has a good reason to want mm-hmm. to kill kirk and, like there's yeah. like there's an established reason for why he wants to f- kill kirk right and like that and his and his desire to kill kirk you know supersedes everything else um, even like you know oh. at having the uh, having the freedom to just like walk away mm-hmm. he's too blinded by his like his, his revenge to do that whereas like uh this kirk and this Khan have very they 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 kind of have some interaction but it's like not enough to really like to fuel that sort of revenge like kirk well has the, presumably has more uh, more reason to get revenge well, on him.
1: yeah that, that's a problem i think there in the deep problem in this film is that it's trying to rely on um the nostalgia. battle well the battle between kirk and Khan, yeah, right. And their their chemistry together, when Khan doesn't really have a bone to pick with Kirk until the very end of the film, yeah, his bone is entirely with the admir- the admiralty of Starfleet,
0: yeah, yeah. And, and, and yeah, so RoboCop like, and he yeah, gets he gets his he gets his revenge on Admiral RoboCop. So it's just like, okay, well, got the ship, got my people, peace. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't care if about you, dude. Yeah, it's a little.
1: The, the, the ending, I think, is just the messiest part of the film. Up until then, it's not bad, and I don't love the beginning here with the just the brazenly breaking the prime directive, because why not? Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is.
0: It is what it is.
1: So, yeah, I like the second act of this film more so than any other part of the film. I feel like mm. the, the beginning and the end are a little sloppy and just serve to tell a story that gets good in the middle, but, like, I don't know, doesn't really end satisfactorily to me. No so um yeah. uh, we already got that so next we go and see a record player uh and jim kirk is listening to the beastie boys because i guess jj abrams uh, got a great deal on the licenses for their discography I yeah, presume.
0: he's he's a un- unapologetic simp for the beastie boys i mean i
1: love the beastie boys <laughs> but like i wouldn't put them all over my future movie because like would you
0: put them on while having a threesome?
1: No, what? No, the, the, which tells me JJ Abrams has never had sex with more than one person in the room.
0: <laughs> I, has JJ Abrams had sex? That's Because I, even like, well, even-
1: hold, hold up, I just said JJ Abrams has never had sex with more than one person in the room.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> you, were, you, you did say that. <laughs> so so think, just,
1: about, think about that.
0: <laughs> so he's just alone jerking off listening to Beastie Boys? I said
1: one person
0: Uh oh yeah the dog the dog doesn't care what you're listening to
1: (laughs) what i didn't say that (laughs) what are you talking about dude
0: yeah i mean no no people are involved but that doesn't mean other things can't be yeah, fuck it. <laughs> but, but yeah just like but it's, just, it's a very unsexy music mm-hmm. it's like not music that you're like yeah listen to this mm-hmm. i'm gonna get these girls in the mood these cat girls in the mood yeah and i'm going to bone them down mm-hmm. and it's gonna be awesome yep. they're gonna they're gonna
1: so i don't know so he's in he's in bed with two women listening to bc boys having like a threesome and they have tails are they cations
0: are they this universe's cations i don't think they're cations i think it's okay. like another race with tails and they're twins, which is they awesome. They are.
1: They are. They're cat so, girls, though, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so he gets a call uh, interrupting his threesome, and uh, they ask if he's really going to answer it, which is like you never answer a call during a threesome no but it's from starfleet so unless
0: it's the pizza or someone delivering another beastie boys album or baby girl spock (laughs) or baby girl Spock.
1: so he's like oh
0: spock's coming all right let's make this a four-way
1: and they're like uh and then then he
0: just ends up sucking off spock (laughs) for like two hours (laughs) and the girls are just there like uh what about us what about you (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: um
1: so at Starfleet HQ, uh, Kirk and Spock discuss being assigned to a special program for officers with special needs, which is <laughs> why Kirk thinks uh, Captain Pike called them there. But Spock is skeptical. Kirk is stoked on the idea of a five-year mission charting unknown space. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now we go to Pike's office, and with Pike, he asks the boys about their most recent excursion and a survey. Kirk says it was successful, and Pike inquires further, accusing them of detonating a cold fusion device in the volcano and breaking the prime directive, which they are very, very, very guilty of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, turns out Spock filed a report about this in uh, consideration that Kirk would be truthful in his captain's log, but he was not. Kirk lied in his captain's log because he's not a very good captain here.
3: Yeah.
1: Kirk counters he wouldn't have to lie if he didn't have to save Spock's life, which Spock says is the reason he felt the need to take responsibility for this event. Mm. Kirk then refers to Spock as pointy, which is a racial slur. <laughs> completely unacceptable i can't believe that that like they included this in here to be honest
0: yeah he was just like
1: well it's an alien so it it can't be racist racist yeah um
0: he's half human it's fine
1: yeah so spike (laughs) uh sorry uh pike tells them that they're not supposed to interfere and spock says that they wouldn't have if uh they didn't get noticed and pike calls that a technicality because guess what it definitely is mm. uh spock gets kind of contentious here and it's uh not totally becoming of Vulcan. i wouldn't say yeah
0: and you know what, and this also is like just continuing the kirk tradition of not rec not uh make taking proper captain's logs or reporting things that are, that are important mm-hmm. like you know that's what's got him in trouble with um with khan in the first place where he absolutely did, he was just like yeah, so I dump these guys on a on an uninhabited planet. Uh,
1: but th- those are two different Kirk's. One of them had a had a father. Oh yeah. This is the daddy issues Kirk, remember.
0: Mm. But still but they're still doing the same thing.
1: They are still doing the same thing. That's true. Yeah. But they are different people. So I'm I'm willing to give um either benefit of the doubt <laughs> usually.
0: Yeah, fa- father Kirk, fatherless Kirk.
1: Yeah, but I mean like they're film to film, they're they're pretty inconsistent on like what they do, I feel. Like I feel mm. like I don't know like Star Trek uh Wrath of Khan Kirk is a very different Kirk from uh Star Trek 4 Kirk who's a very different Kirk from Star Trek 6 Kirk
0: yeah yeah because like well this is a younger brash he's like I think he's like around 25. yeah probably early mid 20s mid mid, late 20s yeah 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 so he's like in his in his uh late 20s and whereas like Kirk in Wrath of Khan was like how old 60. In, uh probably 50, 50 something. something yeah yeah so it's just like so yeah you have someone you know and kirk i think is what had the enterprise for only like a year or two at this point yeah so like there's someone with like the the full experience of 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 uh you know decades of being a captain versus two
1: true true yeah. uh but you know i i feel like uh this pike is much more like um a lot less responsible than even, like, season... I'm sorry, Kirk. Uh, mm. is a lot less responsible than season one Kirk yeah. of TOS. So, mm. I don't know. Anyway, he also doesn't use, like, racial slurs in TOS, at like, ever.
0: No, uh, he doesn't. That's that. Uh, they they're, it, If um he wanted a racial slur done, he, he just yeah, deferred, he deferred, he deferred to Bones. He deferred yeah. to Bones. He's like, hey, Bones. He's like, uh, what, what do you want me to call him, boy? That's the thing. Like, did Kirk ever, ever, like, say, hey buddy bones don't make racial slurs at my friend spock
1: that's a very good point cuz he's his boss he could sit, but then but then bones could
2: be like it's of uh, my medical opinion that i have to be racist and uh, <laughs> you know my medical opinion overrides yours captain don't make me institutionalize
0: you i have adhd <laughs> i have <to> do- <laughs> I'm, I'm neurodivergent i have to use racial slurs <laughs> i have a note Like like Bones, you just wrote this on a napkin. That's Doctor's note, I'm a doctor, doctor, shut up! And you're diagnosing yourself? Shut up, Jim! (laughs) Shake shake my orders. Dear dear Captain Kirk, let Mr. Bones use racial slurs. (laughs) Signed Bones. (laughs) This is just a drawing of a penis, Bones. Can you even write? And you use your nickname, not your actual (laughs) name. (laughs) What what is going on?
1: I bet he signs things bones. Yeah, cool. he probably does. Yeah. <laughs> or he just draws a bone. That'd be really <laughs> yeah. cool. That'd be fucking sick as hell, to be honest. That'd be such a cool... I've always wanted a signature. I should learn how to draw Great Britain and just draw it in the signature box. You think. should.
0: Yeah, just Britain. or British Like on person. its side,
1: as though it's like fell down, because it, it shall fall. <laughs> it shall fall. Britain shall
0: fall. It's not so great.
1: Oh, by the way, today's coronation day. Happy coronation yeah, day happy to coronation. Uh, the new king, whatever his name is. I don't care
0: charles the hundredth oh that's whatever. right
1: they should um uh they should do what the french did and uh, decapitate him yeah
0: <laughs> he's king sausage fingers
1: hell yeah oh yeah that god
0: all the pictures of him holding things have been disgusting i've been wanting to throw up every single picture I oh, saw imagine him,
1: him giving you a sloppy sloppy hand hand jay
0: like his fingers don't even look that long where i don't even think like he could fully get around the dick like it would just be like hmm. it would just look like like uh, you know like, i
1: mean he could get to the important parts he could do a pinch on the head you know mm. you know like when
0: It'd be like sir davos seaworth from um uh game of thrones where he got every single like got uh the fang- the each up to the first bone cut off of one hand
1: oh that's that's exactly what it's like when you uh declaw your cat yeah exactly yeah. So don't declaw your don't declaw cat declaw everybody your cat. yeah you it's know, like cutting off their torture. fingers it's fucked up
0: but yeah like that's what it looks like where it's just like you know a sh- much shorter hand and so yeah mm-hmm. if, if you were to grab your dick it would just look like it look like a little like like a uh, bird claw yeah
1: <laughs> interesting bird claw
0: yeah bird claw love to hear it like a, a, a swollen bird claw lovely <laughs>
1: lovely imagery thank you so much you're, welcome. Really like you're
0: welcome you're welcome out there everyone in podcast land <sighs> <laughs> the, <laughs> the the shit <laughs> I have
1: to masturbate too right fellas <laughs> um, so uh, Pike tells them that they're not supposed to interfere and Spock says they wouldn't have to interfere if they didn't get noticed it's throwing some shade over there at, mm-hmm. uh, at Kirk Pike asks, uh, sorry, Pike calls that a technicality because it obviously is. Yeah. Spock gets uh, contentious here and it's not becoming a Vulcan. Pike asks Spock to leave so he can dress down Kirk. By dress down, I mean take off his dress. (laughs) Yeah. Because he's wearing a
0: dress. Or rather, lift up. Dress up.
1: No, he just wants to see his titties. Oh, that's true. He just wants to see Kirk's titties. Mm. We all want to see Kirk's titties, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, we kind of got done like some of those episodes, you know, where he got sliced across the chest. Oh, yeah, that that Kirk. I'm talking about AOS
1: Kirk. I Uh, I want to see Pine Stitties. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, Did we get any shirtless scenes with him? I don't think so. Damn,
1: it's a bummer. We got like a a half naked um, character who's a woman for no reason.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I I do like how I think later on they admitted that that scene was completely unnecessary. It
1: sucked. I was like, really? Like yeah. it took me out
0: of it. They just, they just put it on because they want it. Put it because oh, what's her name, Alice Eve? Yeah, yeah, they just wanted, hot. Yeah, she's hot. They're just like, yeah, we need to uh, have some sex appeal in here, and she doesn't return for the third one.
1: No, yeah, no. Um. So, Pike asks Kirk if he knows what a pain in the ass he is. And uh, Kirk is like, yeah, it is pretty big like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you, you know mean. What I mean. Yeah, it hurts. It's, it's, it hurts. It's
0: like a it's, swollen bird claw. Oh, the dick. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, it, it do be painful.
3: It do be. <laughs> um,
1: so uh, Pike asks if Kirk has learned his lesson. Um, and Kirk says his lesson is to never trust a Vulcan.
0: Damn.
1: So I want you to replace the word Vulcan with any ethnicity. <laughs> yeah. Never trust a.
0: Italian. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. true. We're We're okay. 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 I was wrong. I, this guy. <laughs> this guy right here. You. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: you know number one on the board. A hundred votes. <laughs> I guess there's
0: only one. <laughs> you know, it's really big of you to admit when you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. you Can't trust an Italian. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Damn, dude. I'm. So, I'm so sorry. I was. I was unfair.
0: Yeah. Uh, you're, you''re too irritate you were too strict on Kirk
1: I really was okay <laughs> you know I gotta rethink my whole review now
0: mm. 10 out of 10 10 10, ten. out of 10 <laughs> so um
1: So Pike tells Kirk that he's a liar and he doesn't agree with the rules again right yeah uh, he says they should like throw him out of Starfleet at this point
0: yeah, I know you're uh, basically saying like You know, uh, so Kirk, we have rules that you can't be racist uh, Mm -hmm. to your first officer or anybody on a Starfleet ship. (laughs) You're like, well, I don't follow the rules, buddy. (laughs) I'm a rebel. That's why I got the
2: rebel flag tattooed on my (laughs) balls.
0: It's it's because I really appreciate Southern history. And my dick wasn't big enough.
2: (laughs) The tattoo artist was like, wow, really? You want a tattoo
1: on that? Like it's not gonna make it look any bigger, and I was like, <laughs> "I
0: know. <laughs> I could do. I could do I the know. initials of the Confederate <laughs>
1: <laughs> CFA. Is, does yeah. that work for you? <laughs> yeah. I don't, no, no periods in between. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no periods in between. Just it's like just the initials. <laughs> 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 um, it, wouldn't this be great if in this universe uh, instead of getting burned, like Pike only got his dick burned off?"
0: That'd be awesome. And
1: that's, like, the only difference.
0: <laughs> he just, like, a catheter. He has a fist <laughs> bag on his side at all times.
1: Yeah, but, like, he replicated just a fucking enormous hog. So it's, like, <laughs> it's always just, like, hanging out in his pants Hells and, like, yeah. getting caught up in his jumpsuit and shit.
0: It's, it's, like, become a problem. You can see it, like, being uh, worn around his waist.
1: <laughs> like, he t- ties it around. like he a makes
0: it all the way around, around his back and then meets, meets again in the front. And it's just, like,
1: yeah. And he, when he hides his boner, just like hits his chin, <laughs> just tucks it up in the belt, man. Tuck it up in the belt. Tuck it up in the belt. Tuck it up in the belt. I
0: will say they gave and they gave him like yeah, they just gave McCain in this one. They like did. He's like a,
1: a John McCain.
0: John McCain.
1: <laughs> yeah. Speaking of rebels, speaking of Mavericks.
0: Mavericks. Yeah, he is yeah. like
1: speaking of people who are bad at being in the military.
0: <laughs> speaking of people who do war crimes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. True. Yeah got doing war crimes
0: So i want to go to visit vietnam one day because i want to visit the, like the the plaque they have celebrating uh shooting john mccain down oh
1: that's that rocks so much vietnam. vietnam rocks
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: man we love that that rocks yeah the right side wand it was cool <laughs> <Yeah>. um <clears throat> so uh Kirk asks what Pike would have done, and Pike says he wouldn't have put his first officer's life at risk in the first place. Yeah. He says he almost got his entire crew killed. This is all correct. Yeah. So Kirk says that he didn't, though, and begins to talk about uh, spitting facts. Yeah. Kirk Kirk is not, though, because Kirk uh, begins to talk about all the crew he's lost and Pike says, yeah, that's your problem, which is a pretty, pretty good slapback.
0: Well, he's like, I think was saying, like, I haven't lost any crew members. And it's just like, well, bro, you've only been, like, captain for, like, a year. If, like, you were losing lots of people, like, that'd be concerning.
1: (laughs) Oh, no, no. no, no. Kirk talks about the crew that he's lost. Mm. And he's he's lost a lot of people mm. and pike says that's his problem um that he thinks he uh he oh wait maybe yeah maybe you're right because yeah. he says he uh he thinks he can't make a mistake and the rules are for other people well he uses blind luck to justify playing god he got a ton of people killed in the last film
0: mm. yeah
1: what's he talking about
0: but it is crazy. Like there's a lot of people who die in this one too. Just like
1: he, could, yeah, he didn't have blind luck at all in the last film. Like under his command, it, like the ship got ripped open and shit. Like it was all fucked up, right? Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, so, uh, where are we? Um, oh, Pike says that they've taken the Enterprise away from Kirk and that they're sending him back to the academy. Kirk is sad, but fuck him. He's he's dumb. So over in London, Benediction Cumbersome takes blood out of his arm, and they give it to some girl. Uh, we then get a long process shot, which is actually a pretty cool thing. It's like you know what they do in uh, stuff like Breaking Bad or mm. Better Call Saul, where they just show a process happening without any words or anything like that. Yeah. And I really like scenes like this, and wish more movies would do long process shots. Mm. Um, so the father eventually gives the girl that the blood taken from, uh, benefit canker sore and looks at him, uh, like, uh, you know what you gotta do. And he goes to a Starfleet station and drops a ring in a glass of water and that explodes and kills everybody. Yeah. Everybody, everybody on earth, maybe, oh no, a cliffhanger. (laughs) We've got 90 seconds worth of ads. Enjoy them or skip them. Yeah. Hey, and we're back. Once oh, you get, boy. Oh, yeah. If you don't want ads, patreon.com slash dumb idiot BS. Or, you know what? Go uh, like, review, whatever our podcast. That, that helps us out, too. Yeah. Yeah. Do it.
0: Buy some stickers and shirts and other fun things. Oh, yeah.
1: Soytrek.com. Also, that. So, back with Jim Kirk. He's at a bar getting drunk because he just got drunk fired or demoted or something he just mm. got the enterprise taken away from him i think that's all he knows yeah he tries to hit on a girl but pike shows up and doesn't let him hit on the girl
0: cock block no not cock block pike's like you know what what you're thinking about doing to her do to me <laughs> <laughs> Treat yeah. me like the woman <laughs> <laughs> treat me like the dirty
2: little whore i am and Kirk's it. like, I'll call, I'll call you
0: captain. And Kirk's like,
2: let's do it. Aye, aye, captain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so uh, Pike shows up and tells Kirk that uh, they gave the Enterprise to him. Mm. So Pike's back with the Enterprise.
0: So is that a demotion for him?
1: I guess so. Because Is he an to... admiral or just like a ranking captain here? I don't get that really. But, I mean, they he didn't take the ship away from Kirk. Like, I guess a council did, he said in his mm. thing. So, I don't know. They met in secret. So yeah. The council. Um, so, Kirk congratulates him and tells him to look out for the first officer. Pike tells him that Spock has been transferred to the USS Bradbury, and Kirk will be his first officer based on his recommendation and the fact that he believes in him. And if anybody deserves a second chance it's Jim Kirk why <laughs> why does Jim Kirk deserve a second chance more than anyone because his dad is dead and he knew his dad or something and that, and
0: that honestly I mean he did you know did save the world or whatever in the last uh movie yeah but it's like also he shouldn't have probably been captain in the first place no that soon anyway so no yeah but you know that don't don't worry it's your boy Kirk mm-hmm. he's only taking that demotion for a hot minute
1: My my boy, Kirk. (laughs) Sure. So, Kirk is speechless for the first time, and Pike tells him it's going to be okay. He suddenly gets an emergency page to go to Daystrom. Uh Uh-oh. So, Daystrom, I guess, is on Earth here?
0: I guess. Yeah, it's like, they don't know where Daystrom Institute is, I think. Like, it's Mm -hmm. either in space, it's... On earth now
1: nebulous i mean i guess this is a different universe so daystrom could be anywhere oh, yeah that's true so at daystrom kirk sees spock in an elevator and he tells kirk uh he should have told him he submitted the report that outed him um kirk says he's familiar with the compulsion to follow rules but where he comes from if somebody saves your life you don't stab them in the back which is a weird I but don't also, know. it's like
0: also like
1: you're in the military. <laughs>
0: Spock didn't realize he was even stabbed in the back.
1: Yeah, because he thought that the Kirk was going to tell the truth.
0: Yeah, and 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 he was just doing like yeah. It's like you have a Vulcan who can't lie. Yeah, who is was who is who is going to report the 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 situation exactly as it happened. Mm-hmm. Like he he's not going. He's he's obviously you know, it showed like you know older Spock who is like able to kind of like bend the truth when necessary and stuff. Mm-hmm. But this is very early Spock. And where oh. he's just like yeah i know i'm going to fool a report on what exactly what i saw and but what happened
1: also like the whole i saved your life thing kirk made the call to put his life in danger in the first place <laughs> yeah, as captain he, he endangered everybody's lives by saying this is okay yeah. so like
0: as w- captain he's the one who made this made uh, is is responsible
1: yeah absolutely he's taking no responsibility for himself as captain which is why he's completely unqualified to be captain
0: and why like a demotion makes sense for him oh absolutely it's like like Okay, well, why do you deserve all of this? Mm -hmm. All of these accolades? Privilege. Privilege. Blue eyes, white skin. (laughs) Yeah, and I was realizing, like, oh yeah, like Bruce Greenwood, you know, Pike, he also has blue eyes. Blue eyes, white skin. (laughs) Blue eyes, white skin. Blue eyes, white skin. The most devastating Yu-Gi-Oh card. <laughs> blue eyes, white dragon sends you to the shadow realm sends- of the suburbs but yeah i was like when they were doing like that whole like back and forth like i was like oh they both have blue eyes and it's uh-huh. very like blue eyes are very like piercing piercing and just very creepy sometimes they are they are <laughs> they make me
1: think uh hitler
0: you ever watch that movie even Um, though hitler
1: didn't have blue eyes
0: (laughs) it's uh my my blue heaven or something i think it's called yeah
1: with uh, steve martin
0: no wait not steve no wait not not that movie it's it's oh shit what movie is it it's like with um dan Aykroyd, where he's Mm. playing like a he's he's in um witness protection but he's wearing blue contacts Hmm. and with blue con with contacts like they have very large black pupils okay and so like I, I watched it semi-recently and, like...
1: It uh, looks like he's on acid or something. Yeah, it's like especially,
0: especially like, uh, with, like, you know, high-definition televisions now, like, it, it just looks like he's, yeah, he's, like, all hyped up on something. He's just, mm-hmm. like, fucking high as shit, and it's it's very scary looking.
1: Hmm. So, um, yeah, going back to the, the... Kirk put Spock's life in danger. Like, if somebody almost killed me but then saved my life, like, I wouldn't... I wouldn't like thank them. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, yeah. If someone like was driving too fast, I'm like, Hey, don't drive too fast. And then like they flip their car, but like, I'm fine. I'm yeah. not going to be like, Hey,
0: thanks. Yeah, someone, someone holds a gun to your head.
1: Yeah. And, I'm, I'm and... not going to tell anyone and betray you about this whole situation. What? <laughs> Come on. So the, the saving of life like merely equalizes the almost killed me. Yeah, you know, um, but Spock says he can't tell a lie, and then Spock's new captain comes up and introduces himself. And um, like, it's it, I. Since when are captains unable to choose their their first officer? I feel like they've always been able to, except like here, mm. which is strange. Yeah, that's very weird. So, um, and also like in New Trek, it seems like are just assigned but that's that's a thing i guess so in a conference room admiral marcus who is none other than peter Fucking weller goddamn robocop cop mm-hmm. is uh who is also a pro queer anti-cop chad in real life and we stan him yeah he rocks we stan peter weller uh he's he's talking in a conference room he opens the meeting uh and says he received a message from Harewood the guy who blew shit up earlier uh <laughs> benedict cumberbach mm-hmm. or no no not not be- so the guy who blew shit up and blew himself up with the ring yeah um and it was a confession and informed him of who put him up to the attack and who gave him the blood to save his daughter so none other than john harrison played by barabbas cooper shoot <laughs> a starfleet officer who has gone rogue The officers present look over images taken at the scene of the attack uh, where 42 people were killed. And I kind of wondered at this point if that was a Hitchhiker's Guide reference, but why would they do that in reference to, like, murder? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And also, it seems like 42 seems like a very Very
1: low low number. Yeah. But, I mean, same with, like, um, in Picard you know, when uh, they, they fucked up the recruitment center, it was only like 130 people or something yeah. like that. I'm like, really? But I mean, they do have better medicine and stuff here, so people could have gotten burned badly, but then they could have been saved, whereas like, in our modern medical context, you know, all the people that got badly burned at like 9-11 and stuff, like, a lot of them died mm-hmm. because we didn't really have the medical technology to heal them.
0: No, yeah, because it, it, it also like, when it showed the explosion from a distance, it looks like it was like, encompassing, like, at least two city blocks at least
1: yeah it did look very fucking large so it
0: was like it was like it was like large enough to be be observed from a long distance
1: to where like shrapnel would have caused a big problem yeah and And, like dust too.
0: and and it showed like the around the street you know Mm -hmm. the place that you got went into i I don't know if you noticed what it was called the kelvin
1: oh i didn't notice that yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah, it was like the kelvin um archive or whatever Mm -hmm. and um but you saw, like, when the guy went into the building, there was at least mm-hmm. like a dozen or so people just walking on the outside. Yeah. So it's so it was a populated um, street, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and this explosion, this massive explosion, only killed forty two people. That's pretty. That's pretty incredible, honestly.
1: Mm-hmm. So Kirk checks the video and notices Harrison in the image without a uh, with a bag, and Pike asks. A, Out the back. Admiral Marcus notices their discussion and asks Kirk what the problem is. Kirk begins to express confusion as to why Harrison would target just an archive, which is pretty much a library, saying it might just be the beginning. Mm. Kirk says Harrison must have known that a terrorist attack on a Starfleet facility would result in this kind of a meeting. Uh Uh-oh. Before Kirk can elaborate on his concerns, a, um... Like a transport or like jump ship kind of thing appears outside the conference room and opens fire on them. uh, Killing Captain Abbott and several other officers. The surviving officers take cover and security personnel enter to combat the jump ship. Kirk takes up a phaser rifle from a dead security officer and attacks the ship from the side and it doesn't do shit. He sees the ship's engine intake and he gets... A little idea <laughs> he opens up a fire hose unit in a corridor of the building and ties the hose around his rifle captain Pike meanwhile is on the floor fatally shot and Spock pulls him to safety but he's dying so mm-hmm. what does safety really matter in that yeah context? Uh, I
0: maybe thought he could survive, save him no uh, <laughs>
1: Kirk throws the rifle and fire hose together which gets sucked into the jump ship's intake it takes the entire hose, then yanks its base out of the wall through the engine like a really good hand job. Mm. Just yanks it off. <laughs> um,
0: yanks it off and throws it in the trash. Yeah, uh,
1: Weird L. Yankovac. <laughs> what? Um, and it disables the ship. Uh, Kirk gets a look at uh, Bento Box Capadonna as he beams out of the falling jump ship. In the meeting room, Spock forms a mind meld with Pike right before he dies. But I don't know if he really gets anything. He just cries a bunch. Mm. Kirk then arrives and has a complete breakdown at the death of his mentor, Pike. Meanwhile, Benderbach Kindercare materializes on a completely different planet, and lifts up the hood of his long coat, and dashes away. This planet looks pretty cool
0: that's that's uh amazing uh link well i mean i guess i kind of did that now that um the technology exists because mm-hmm. and they introduced it in the last um movie like long long um uh just very long transportation because mm-hmm. like because he transports you know to chronos
1: Which is very fucking far away. (laughs) Yeah. Like it doesn't make any sense at all.
0: Yeah. From a personal, from a personal, um, transporter. Yeah. Unless even like the transporter room,
1: like he would literally have to have like his own transwarp conduit transport lane in order to do this.
0: At that point, why even use spaceships
1: straight up? There's no (laughs) reason to, unless there's like an anomaly in space that you need to get to. Yeah. But planet to planet. Yeah. That's a very good point. Mm Hmm yeah i didn't even really think about that yeah that's that's way too far
0: that's way too far yeah
1: that's like i mean they're in different quadrants <laughs> yeah that like yeah chronos and is and, his, uh, and
0: somehow his um his transporter signal wasn't um corrupted in any, any way no like it was it safely his 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 uh his, his uh self, Every, his, his entire body was completely fine in that travel. Like, there was nothing that interfered with it. No.
1: He's augmented.
0: Yeah, but you think, like, you know. It's, and he's it,
1: also Sherlock. The signal so. has to
0: be directed, and there's, like, tons of, like, radiation.
1: Oh, but he's also um, uh, Doctor Strange, so. Oh, okay. well,
0: yeah. that's right. Yeah, he did the multiverse to madness thing. Yeah, was,
1: so you know. this is just one of his multiverse things, mm. I think. Mm.
0: Right? What else yeah. has he been in? He's uh, Power of the Dog.
1: Oh yeah, he was, it was <laughs> he was a dog in that.
0: He was a dog in that. Yeah, he so. was uh, he was like a uh, yeah gay rancher.
1: Okay, so more like a Snoop Dogg then. Yeah, more Than an Snooper, actual. Yeah. Roof, roof, dog. <laughs> yeah,
0: okay. That's like, that's the only movie I've actually really really liked him in. Interesting. I don't know if you saw Power of the Dog. No, really I good didn't. no it has also has a um, jesse well, plemons i, I turned it,
1: it off because i thought it was about bestiality
0: oh and you're just like there's no bestiality in there's this. no
1: powerful dog
2: penises in
1: here
0: <laughs> what am i jj abrams <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> you're, in,
0: you're in the room with me <laughs> <laughs> we're listening to beastie boys savage <laughs> 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 He's got the got the peanut butter out. <laughs> got Beastie Boys and the
3: Nutella. <laughs> he,
1: got the, he doing the half and half tonight. Intergalactic
0: planetary planetary intergalactic. <laughs> 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 Poor dog. Yeah, we fucking dogs up in here and listen to Beastie Boys. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: so kirk is staring out into the middle distance in his apartment when he gets a call from spock because this is a healthy way to grieve yeah yeah they don't have grief group in the future Uh, (laughs) scotty investigating the wreckage of harrison's jump ship found a portable transwarp beaming device aboard so it is transwarp um its destination is set somewhere they normally cannot follow yeah so that i mean it'd be a like it sucks that there's a transwarp device this early and no one else ever has transwarp ever again in this universe.
0: Yeah, I mean, they they, they did it in the last episode, in the last movie, but so it, yeah. it, it, they established that it exists, but it's just funny that it's not used in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, it's strange. Like, you think, like, okay, well...
1: Starfleet would weaponize it?
0: Yeah, especially, you know, when they they have to go and, and get get a uh, mm-hmm. get him, like, Okay, well they know exactly where he is. They have the transwarp technology. Instead of taking the ship out there, just beam themselves.
1: Mm-hmm. They should, yeah. Just saying. So, um Kirk and Spock uh head to Starfleet headquarters and they tell Admiral Marcus where Harrison ended up. It's Kronos, the homeworld okay. of the Klingon Empire of all places. Very far away. So Marcus says he was afraid this would happen. Spock notes Harrison materialized on a nominally uninhabited province of the planet, and Kirk says he is not afraid to go after him. Marcus, uh, Admiral Robokov comes clean about the true nature of Harrison and Harewood's target. He says they bombed a secret facility of Section 31. So
0: nothing of value was lost.
1: Yeah, we we so we're back to Section Thirty One. Mm-hmm. Glad to have them again. We love Section Thirty One and everything about Section Thirty One. Right? Yeah. What don't we love about Section Thirty One? Give me one thing.
0: What don't we like?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, we don't like that they're space CIA. It's false. No, <laughs> not this time. <laughs> we don't like. Uh... They do lots of secret stuff that's not completely unnecessary.
3: Sheer fucking hubris.
0: <laughs> we don't like that they suck and they uh, they're anti-Starfleet, anti-Federation. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I don't like their name. Come.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Section Thirty-One sucks. Yeah. Um, like they made sense in DS Nine and it was cool because we had never heard about them before DS nine, but in everything, all new Trek, basically they play a pivotal role as though they've always been around and always been either an open secret or just like a para intelligence group that does exist and doesn't exist. And And
2: they do the, they
0: do the work that Starfleet's too scared to do.
1: Yep. And you know what that is?
2: Hand (laughs)
0: Hand jobs. Like they're the they're, oh if you want if you want like a utopia you're gonna need somebody who's around to do the dirty work
2: You're gonna need some happy
0: endings. Never mind the fact that if we were to actually have a utopia where people have completely completely rewired their brains and to think about doing thing, do, uh, acting in accordance to things that would benefit humankind and mankind in general they would, they wouldn't even conceive of the, of the idea of having section 31 in the first place
2: hand jobs jobs yeah
0: it's it's like no it's like even like a a cia Mm -hmm. like obviously like they don't do anything like what they maintain Mm -hmm. like is like you know united states power power structure and overseas and like you know you know under undermining you know democratic Uh, presidents presidencies and like mm-hmm. the and like the sovereign na- and other sovereign nations mm-hmm. for the benefit of the people at the top not American people as they that was depicted in like in TV shows where it's not like, it's not like, Oh, you know, you want to sleep at night. You want to sleep at night on, you know, where there's not a terrorist that's going to stick a gun in your face. Well, you could take the CIA for that. Like, no, it's like,
1: no, it's like, <laughs> and, and that, that's something people fundamentally don't understand. And why I hmm. feel like a lot of newer Trek is very American exceptionalist is. is most governments around the world, do not have intelligence organizations that routinely lie to their public yeah most people most of them don't china doesn't really like russia does but like very few nations around the world have anything like the cia or the fbi much less both of them yeah (laughs) like i mean a lot of places do have like very
0: point our fingers at other people whenever they do anything And it's just like, well, that wouldn't exist in America. Like, no, it absolutely does. Yeah, 100%. And
1: that's the thing is like for every crime Russia is guilty of in Ukraine, like America is guilty of the exact same things in the last 20 to 50 years. Every single thing. Like, but worse. Yeah, but worse. More extrajudicial killings. Like, there's no way they can rack up the amount of civilian casualties that we inflicted in Iraq and Afghanistan, Libya, Syria, basically everything. And they're
0: making sure that you know we have like our our entertainment division to really just cheer. so we get the. Um the consent from um Americans and everything else. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, yeah, those are the there's the good guys. Yep. You know, those are the good guys that are fighting for our freedoms and stuff.
1: Manufactured it's- consent. Their their mirror existence is anything but an illegal, malevolent force like they were in DS9. Yeah is like an insult to watchers intelligence, yeah. but a lot of people are really into section 31. So maybe not. Yeah. Maybe their intelligence should be insulted.
0: <laughs> yeah. I know. Like, yeah. When they were introduced in DS nine and stuff, it's just like they had like the slimiest dude being, like Sloan mm-hmm. was like the slimiest S- yeah, guy.
1: Yeah, And then he got himself off because he's so fucking slimy.
0: Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's like they weren't supposed to be see- be admired or anything. And now it's just like, people are just like, Whoa! Yeah, cool badge. Cool badge. Well, they got yeah, all right. black badges. That that speaks to me. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, they get to do, they do the stuff that, that uh, Starfleet's too scared, too pussy to do themselves. Yeah, that, yeah. They get
2: like lying to the citizens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh. yeah. They
0: they do they 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 kill whoever they want and fuck who they want
2: mm-hmm. <coughs> and milk. James T. Kirk's come from his dead body for the last two hundred
0: years. Yeah, they've got a pump on on Kirk's body and pump and dumpy in that secret uh, Section Thirty-One black site, you know. And they're just pumping it, pumping all the cum it's worth. They're mm-hmm. he's they're putting that and stuff in the freezer. They yep. got Kirk cum coin.
1: Kirk cum coin.
0: Yeah, Kirk cum coin's up. Invest in Kirk cum coin.
1: No, oh, it's always up, baby.
0: <laughs> 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 Woohoo!
1: Um, so <clears throat> Marcus, uh, no, we already got that. So section 31 is back in the picture. Um, and I guess Harrison was an agent. So Benedict Cumberbatch agent of section 31, super mm-hmm. duper. That's a great idea to just let anybody in without, you know, yeah. testing their blood. Um, and uh, says they uh, were researching weapons and tactics for a potential war with the Klingons and any other species that mean to do harm with to the Federation. Mm-hmm. As far as Marcus is concerned, he says the but war- that's,
0: like, that's done generally by Starfleet.
1: Exactly. Like, like
0: that's like, that's the whole reason why like they, they, yeah, like they patrol their borders of the of, of, yeah, of Federation Yeah, because they
1: space. are military, but instead they need a para-intelligence organization to do the things, that they should be just telling their citizens about like, yeah, we're going to patrol along the Romulan border because we're not friends with the Romulans and they pose a threat, which, you know, citizens would be like, Oh, okay. But instead,
2: they're like <laughs> Section Thirty-One needs to find the secrets, because mm-hmm. the Romulans have tells she are, and they lie to their people. So we, as an enlightened government, must also lie to our people. And like
0: I feel like they're also showing their hand, you know, with the Section Thirty-One movie. Well, now it's going to be a movie, but you know, we're just I don't think
2: stuff. it
1: is with the writer strike.
0: Oh yeah, well, yeah. Oh, Oh, thank God, because but it,
1: it has it hasn't been put into production yet, and you need writers like on set to fix things. Especially for budget, yeah. So there is a pretty good chance, I think, that the WGA strike will totally kill the Section Thirty-One movie.
0: But I'm, uh, but I was going to say like how just like just the fact that like Michelle Yeoh, who was a Mm -hmm. character from the Mirror Universe who was evil, Mm -hmm. is being being is like there, she's like she was she's, like
1: she's been rehabilitated
0: yeah i mean yeah well. but, still, but she was approached by section 31 Is like you'll fit right in it's just like okay aren't you just admitting like, like yeah. the true nature of of a of a secret uh spy organization by mm-hmm. by openly recruiting like a uh a person from the mirror universe you know the people where everyone's evil well, and racist well that, that, that's the thing it's like
1: <laughs> what new trek is trying to do is show us that like uh, yeah, Section 31 is kind of evil, but mostly because there's evil people in it, Yeah, not that it's systemically rotten at its core, like mm-hmm. something like the CIA. Yeah, Like maybe making an intelligence organization, or in this case, a para-intelligence organization mm-hmm. that you don't tell people about, mm-hmm. maybe giving them a ton of power and resources is not m- good materially for anybody because they're just going to do bad things with it mm-hmm. because you're giving them power to do bad secret things. Yeah. What do you think they're going to do? Good secret things. You think they're they, going to use that money to like build charities and shit like that?
0: Yeah. Are they going to just do it to, uh, to increase their own power and influence on, on politics and, mm-hmm. and, uh, world affairs and everything else. Yeah.
1: Yep. There you go. <laughs> Section 31, everybody. So Harrison, Benedict Camberbeek, He's uh, he's an agent of that. Uh, As far as Marcus is concerned, he says, the war with the Klingons is already beginning. Oh, shit! He says he has a new variety of advanced long-range torpedoes that Kirk can use to covertly take out Harrison. He gives Kirk back command of the Enterprise, and Kirk requests Spock be reinstated as his first officer. Man, they really... That was a real quick turnaround. It's like... uh, yeah, your 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 buddy died. So we're just gonna give you back the ship, even though you were just demoted for being incredibly reckless. <laughs> we realize that you're very emotional right now, but here's the keys to a very powerful ship. Go be emotional and violent against the oh, people we want. And you we're to also, putting
0: giving you a bunch of experimental weapons. Yeah, oh yeah, that but too. You know what? I also kind of see. Yeah, yeah know, I mean,
1: it is part of the conspiracy.
0: Yeah, it's, I, I, feel, the conspiracy. I feel actually, Kirk is like the best patsy for this.
1: He is because Kirk is a he's he's a himbo.
0: Yeah, and, and like, and they're like, "Oh, you're you're reckless and you're gonna do something stupid." Well, you're exactly who I need to further my plans. Yeah, that's true. So, that's true. Yeah. Played right into his hands. Yep.
1: His, right to right into his HJ. Yeah. Right, right in, into his right, hand job. Right,
0: right into his swollen bird claw.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's a RoboCop. Remember, he's just gonna squeeze it right off.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. Freeze, creep.
1: <laughs> um, so. As Kirk prepares to return to the Enterprise on a shuttlecraft, Bones joins him, telling Kirk he missed his checkup. Spock expresses his discomfort with extrajudicially killing uh, Barbie Girl Country Band and insists uh, Kirk takes some of the travel time to reconsider. They are also joined by Dr. Carol Wallace. Played by Alice Eve, who do be looking good, but way too much like a Fox News host.
0: Uh, and which is funny, you say that because she was in the um, um, that um, movie. I think it was about the Fox News, the blonde Fox News host called the Bombshell or something. Interesting. Yeah, she played. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember who she played, but yeah, mm-hmm. she was in that. Mm-hmm. It's about you know all of, like the women coming forward about the abuse that they had at Fox News.
1: Tell ya, yeah. cool. From. Um, uh what was that guy's name the guy was running fox uh robert murdoch oh no 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 not um the guy who is ayers or something like that
0: oh yeah rich uh richard ayers or roger ayers
1: yeah yeah the guy who was actually running the thing who got pinched for all that Mm -hmm. who was that what the movie was about or bill o'reilly or one of the other ones or was it about all the sexual stuff that went on there
0: Uh, yeah like uh, no yeah roger roger ayles yeah
1: yeah roger ayles there you go um uh, so, as Kirk prepares to return... Uh, we already got that. So, um, They are joined by Dr. Carol Wallace, played by Alice Eve, uh, who do be looking good. Yes, yeah, she do be looking good. Um, and uh, she's a weapons expert who Admiral Marcus has assigned to the Enterprise as an extra science officer. Spock is alarmed by this uh, new addition. Kirk is just as surprised, but welcomes the extra hands because he very much wants to have sex with her. Bones gives Kirk his checkup on the shuttle mostly just checking his penis to see if it still tastes the same and he's like damn it jim i can smell your dick have you been fucking someone else
0: let me smell your dick
1: so when they get on board uh the enterprise (laughs) spock heads immediately to the bridge and by heads i mean puts the head of his penis immediately on the bridge while kirk talks with scotty in engineering scotty is unwilling to allow the new photon torpedoes on board the new experiment section
2: 31 Mm -hmm. weapons
1: because he can't examine the shielded devices and the section 31 personnel refuse to tell him what they are fueled by and will not provide detailed schematics so
0: which is totally fair like
1: but also how are they in direct communication with the parent intelligence organization that isn't supposed to exist
0: yeah yeah because like even like the fact that uh scotty is can't be told what's in them Mm -hmm. and the fact
1: that he knows who section 31 is and has communication with their personnel yeah tells me he knows too much
0: yeah yeah like you know like like absolutely you should know exactly what's in something before you bring it on a starship Mm -hmm. like (laughs) like like i don't know i i worked i used to work in ups and like uh i worked in the air trailer and like um part of that was like not allowing any sort of like hazardous chemical and if there were ha- hazardous chemicals they had to be isolated from one another so they wouldn't react with one another
1: what about the ones leaking out your ass
0: oh well i wasn't actually going in the plane i was just loading oh stuff the plane. okay that makes yeah sense. that's why i'm not allowed to fly oh but, right right
1: it's yeah. <laughs> like, a cockpit just fills up with all that brown graver
0: <laughs> but yeah just like but yeah like putting something even on a fucking plane is like super super uh super regulated and mm-hmm. like you know you have to know exactly what's going in it because obviously like there's some sort of reaction explosion it's mm-hmm. going to fuck up everything yeah, yeah. on a starship where you're you, like literally everyone's life it's like a little lifeboat in the middle of 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 dead mm. frozen space and that, yeah. and that there's like but once
1: again this is all part of the conspiracy
0: Oscar conspiracy
1: and and the thing is like everyone else is smart about it like yeah. scotty is smart about the Scotty's conspiracy very smart. and uh he's like ah oh, fuck this and uh but but kirk's like no pike died i have to give in to the conspiracy um yeah it kind of sucks So Scotty's unwilling to let these things on board without detailed schematics or checking them. Uh, He does not want to risk firing unknown weapons around the warp core, saying any instability could wreck it and kill everyone on board. Seems reasonable. Yeah. Seems reasonable. I wouldn't take off on this ship with those things on board. No. Uh, Yeah, like imagine if like you went on a cruise ship and they were like, uh, attention, yeah we're, we're we're carrying experimental weapons for Raytheon because they uh, they they need an <laughs> like I'd be like, yeah, I'm not going on this um no, no,
0: yeah, I mean that that would be funny if they were that that cruise ship was just like, yeah, let's put put a bunch of stuff on there and
1: Ch- chemical weapons, you know, yeah, yeah,
0: and it's funny that Kirk is also just like, you know, I mean, Kirk is so blinded by revenge, he's just like. Mm-hmm you know what this makes sense you know i was i just got a talking to about my recklessness Mm -hmm. bring on bring on the suspicious package let me
1: be double reckless
0: (laughs) let me be double reckless
1: let's double down baby (laughs) got my shit back because my friend dad um so uh scotty is also upset that his trans warp equation was appropriated by starfleet command ending up in harrison's hands for his crime spree I would also be very pissed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, once again, the politics on here is are very, 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 very bad. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
1: It's just Section 31 shouldn't be in this movie, and the way that J.J. Abrams and Alex Kurtzman, specifically, I've seen the writing, I think they have a very deep misunderstanding of what not just like colonialist intelligence organizations but moreover para-intelligence organizations are actually used for in tools of statecraft and capitalism they're basically glorifying like something like um a black water yeah yeah
0: yeah why not private 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 uh private uh military force Mm -hmm. and saying like
1: this thing isn't structurally wrong like the only time it is wrong is when an evil person takes control of it mm-hmm. and you know it's not rotten at its core yeah. and which makes sense because jj abrams and alex kurtzman uh, both um showrunners for alias which had a cia consultant mm-hmm. in the writing room oh yeah in the writing room so they're big friends with the cia i don't <laughs> like it I don't like it. I mean it
0: all. that's a, I mean, that's the whole point of the CIA where's like the, everything like you know like the like, Do you know, are do you think they're
1: plants? Yeah. 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 They're industry plants I think.
0: Yeah, I mean it's like it's it's all part of their plan to just like to um to make the uh to uh uh you know whitewash basically <laughs> not yeah. whitewash but yeah just
1: No, like, no whitewash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They,
0: to make it uh, so it's like to to get everyone the pop the population on board, so it's just like mm-hmm. you no know, one's going to bat an eye if they once they get more directly involved. It's like oh yeah, that's fine. They're the good guys. Yeah, that's, it, like, that's why you have like John Krasinski, you know, being like mm-hmm. have like the John Krasinski um, CIA show. It's like oh, office Jim, he's fine. Yeah, which he's is like, like why, you know, I want him in charge of things. He's a good guy. He's mm-hmm. he's to do good stuff. So we need John Krasinski. And, and
1: that's like a problem with a lot of new Trek. Therein is like i watch trek because i hate most media modern media because most of it's cop shows yeah most of it's copaganda in some way or another and i don't want to watch that bullshit because it has values antithetical to my beliefs oh yeah but like you know when star trek becomes a fucking cop show it becomes antithetical to my beliefs which really sucks because like you know i watch star trek to get away from that kind of media yeah absolutely sucks
0: yeah but now he's like now everyone loves michelle Yeoh. it's like
1: Mm. yeah i love michelle Yeoh too and she's great at that character but like
0: we need her you know she's she's the she's a rehabilitated mirror universe like woman like we want her in charge of section 31 well that's the thing
1: that's the thing is like the only way they could make the section 31 movie good in any form and have decent values in any way is if it's entirely about michelle Yeoh taking down section 31. which she could because they did i don't think they said when they were sending her back to at the end of discovery season three and so she could come back you know post picard because we know at least in picard in the year um what uh 2501 or sorry 2401 um they still have a big problem with section 31 Mm -hmm. being shady and duplicitous and being Consistently and constantly infiltrated from the inside and made into an evil ent- entity as though they're not an evil entity, always structurally, same systemically. With,
0: same, with, same with the admir- admiralty. It's like, yeah. Yeah, like the every, patriarchy. Every literally. admiral's evil. It's like mm-hmm. When are we going to just abolish the admiralty? Too?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's almost like uh, setting up everything based on the British Navy yeah. isn't the best best command structure. (laughs) And that's the thing is like, I would really love to see a Star Trek with like enlightened politics, like a ship where they are like a science vessel that is based entirely on like a democratic vote. Like everyone has a vote for what they do. And you know, And so people are empowered, and they don't have freewheeling, gun-toting, fucking trigger-finger captains like James T. Kirk, who fucks everything up and gets people killed and breaks all the rules because he wants to. Yeah. Sucks, man. Sucks, man. Sucks, mer. (laughs)
3: Um,
1: And means to an end is bullshit. Hate it. Hate it. Uh, when Kirk insists the torpedoes be loaded in, Scotty resigns, puts in his resignation with his little guy, Keen, sir, following suit. Before he departs, Scotty begs Kirk not to use the torpedoes, which is uh big fucking dicking. Scotty rocks. I love him. Yeah. No, uh, he's, he's well-written in here. Yes. Yeah, he I imagine they let Simon Pegg write a lot of his own lines.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Probably because he was, he needed to make them sound Scottish yeah absolutely So he's just like and, and the writers is like i don't mm-hmm. know so he's like don't worry i got you <laughs> yeah. i got my wife and then i think he also consulted someone else who worked a, a scottish person who worked on the on the behind the scenes like on how to really get his accent down so
1: love to see it yeah all right um kirk returns to the bridge with a hurrah in a turbo lift uh and i gotta say chris pine and zoe saldana are gorgeous people They're just very nice to look at.
0: Yeah, Chris Pine's got those DSLs. Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, Zoe Saldana's got those DSLs. Mm -hmm. They both got eyebrows. They got perfect facial structure. Yummy. (laughs) Uh, Kirk tells her of Scotty's resignation and his recent issues with Spock. She assures Kirk that um, it's not him, and maybe it's just Spock. She lets on that she and Spock have been having problems recently. Mm. Before they can discuss in more detail, they arrive at their destination. Kirk promotes navigator Pavel Chekov to chief engineer in Scotty's place and tells him to put on a red shirt, which uh, is honestly incredibly foreboding knowing what happened to this actor. Yeah. He died pretty soon after this film.
0: Uh, I think he uh, died a month before uh, Beyond was released.
1: Yeah, which is like a couple years after this film. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which is pretty wild. Like, yeah, that they made him a red shirt and like the actor. Yeah, it was really, really
0: sexy. I like him. In, I like. Oh, him he's really so good. Stuff, yeah. yeah,
1: and uh, you know, uh, cheers to uh, Terry Metallis for uh, you know including his name as a uh, a tribute. in in the Picard finale. Yeah, yeah, uh, it was uh, Anton Chekhov Mm -hmm. was uh, named after him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because his first name was Anton. So, uh, they depart and proceed to Kronos. Kirk issues an all-call with his general orders for the mission planning to arrest uh, Benedict Cumberbrunch on the planet <laughs> and use the missiles only if Harrison refuses to go quietly. They're still calling him Harrison here. Mm-hmm. Spock is revealed uh, uh sorry, yeah, Spock is relieved Kirk has reconsidered Admiral Marcus's original orders and suggests he himself could join Kirk on his mission or his missionary position. Mm-hmm. Kirk then goes oh sorry, Spock then goes back to engineering where he confronts Carol Wallace. He says the the identity she presented Kirk was fake, and she is not, in fact, uh, on the manifest anywhere for the Enterprise. Comes to find out that Admiral Marcus is her dad. Say what? And Wallace is her mother's maiden name, so she's Carol Marcus. Sound familiar?
0: And she able and she spent um she went to college. Mm-hmm. and um in london and that's why she has a british accent and uh, her father does not
1: yeah she went to college to get more knowledge but now they're sending her to jupiter to get <laughs> dude, more <or> stupider, stupider. <laughs> yeah interesting i mean chronos is somewhere near jupiter i think we all know
0: yeah that. Yeah, yeah i think so i mean it I means space is huge it's probably yeah. right there
1: yeah dude um so her real name's carol marcus who uh we know in the alternate universe is the fa- uh, mother of uh kirk's child david marcus
0: yeah who he could give a fuck about
1: until star trek six and then he's like oh this is a reason for me to be racist
0: yeah it's like Excellent. oh okay oh you, oh you love david name three name three of his favorite songs
1: yeah name his middle name name straight his, straight what's, what's his middle name <laughs> yeah <laughs> come on man."
0: it's you like know. okay oh oh yeah you don't know shit yeah yeah that's why I, I thought like yeah because i don't think she is yeah she's not in the next one so it's like
1: no it's, yeah she was she probably her star rose too high i think yeah
0: i like figured it. like they were introducing her to, to have that sort of like you know romance angle throughout those series but i guess it just didn't go anywhere
1: i don't care yeah she's fine <laughs> she's not amazing or anything she's fine she's serviceable yeah so uh, before she can give her reasons, and uh, prior to the Enterprise reaching Kronos, the ship violently drops out of warp. Uh, Chekhov has found a coolant leak in the warp core and stopped the ship manually. Mm. They are still 20 minutes away from Kronos. Kirk recu- recruits Ahura, whose Klingon, she says, is rusty but good, I don't know what that means at all. I feel like <laughs> if something's rusty, it's not good. Yeah. Like if someone's like, "Hey, do you, you know, play guitar?" I I'd be like, either good or rusty, <laughs> mm-hmm. not not both.
0: Do you want me? Do uh, you want me to cut cut your sandwich with this rusty knife?
1: It's rusty, but good. It cuts sandwiches good. just fine. It'll cut
0: the, it'll cut the sandwich. Uh huh. Yeah. It'll also put rust all over it.
1: Oh yeah. Uh the uh the film where um Alec Baldwin murdered a person. Yeah. Rust. <laughs> Coming soon to uh, Redbox near you. Will that
0: be released? That'd be fucked. I mean, I think they did say like the production started again on it. So, it's yeah.
1: Like, I mean, you know, I I put out a bunch of releases I'm not happy with <laughs> mostly in my toilet. So, I assume Rust might end up there as well. That's true.
0: Oh my God. You should have seen the one I had today.
1: Uh, no, I shouldn't. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> Kirk gives command to Sulu uh, for the first time, I guess. And he's like, it's mm-hmm. the first time I've had the chair. Uh, with orders to contact harrison before they arrive to demand his surrender uh bones mccoy is concerned telling him that you don't rob a bank with a getaway car that has a flat tire which was a very bones line Mm -hmm. and uh it would have been great though if kirk is like what's a bank (laughs) yeah (laughs) that would have made more sense
0: (laughs) i mean yeah considering how he or uh,
1: what's a bank robbery and uh,
0: in the fourth movie he was confused by the concept of money
1: or or yeah or like um he's like uh you mean like a sperm bank because i imagine those still exist i have a lot
0: of i have a lot of invested car <laughs> <laughs> i'm,
1: I'm kind of concerned what do you mean a bank right they get robbed i don't know. um so uh where were we here um So, Klingon's rusty but good. So, Dr. McCoy is concerned, telling him you don't rob a bank with a car that has a flat tire. But Kirk is sure that Sulu is up to the task of being captain. Uh, They use a vehicle they confiscated a month before in the mud incident,
3: Mm.
1: probably alluding to our old friend Harry Mudd. Unless, uh, you know, maybe they got the mud butt, which is also what Harry Mudd calls it when he tops. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Or bottoms, actually. (laughs) both involve a butt for him. (laughs) Uh, So Kirk orders two other officers, including Hendorf, to remove their red shirts and change into some more casual clothing. What was that? Oh, I think that was the thing. Let me see if it's still recording. Okay. So um, Kirk orders the two officers, including Hendorf, to remove their red shirts and change into more casual clothing. Uh, and says uh, they cannot have any obvious connection to the Federation on the mission, lest they start an interstellar war. Mm. Uh, Chekhov assures Kirk that he will try his best to repair the engines before they return. So now uh, Kirk's in the vehicle, and he's piloting it to uh, Bender Day Corner Shop's location. (laughs) Uh, And Sulu sends his message via a targeted comm burst giving Harrison two minutes to surrender or he will be eliminated with the new Section 31 weapons. And Harrison is like, two minutes, that's enough time to masturbate. And he starts counting on his fingers. (laughs) So he gets past 10 and he's like, well, a lot of times. Um, So Sulu's message is assertive enough uh, to Harrison that it uh, startles the previously skeptical Bones, who says remind me to never piss you off in a very bones line i thought mm-hmm. it was it was pretty good
0: yeah i do like how he he, he uh, voiced um concern over having sulu he's like suit like sulu's a good man but he's not kind a of a kind of a pussy kind isn't he jim
2: kind of a little bitch huh jim
0: and he's just like I and mean, it should have ha- when it cut to him like after sulu's like uh announcement it should have just like there should have just been like he uh bone should have been fully torqued has been like told, just this had a just giant boner but also
1: has a giant boner but then like a dark circle appears around it and you realize that he's he's both horny and urinating himself because he's so scared he just doesn't know what to do all the synapses are firing and he's like
2: I don't I don't know if I consent to this uh,
1: <laughs> and just starts shaking violently
0: <laughs> yeah, he just falls into a puddle of his own juices and
1: just <laughs> his own, Marinates in his own bones juice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what happened to the
2: doctor? He's marinating, Jim. He's marinating.
1: <laughs> um... So while throwing flying through the atmosphere of Kronos, Uhura and Spock begin to argue, much to Captain Kirk's dismay. He should have just ordered them to break up. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: so Uhura is upset at Spock's apparent lack of feelings recently, especially after his rescue at Nibiru. Mm. She also tells Spock that Kirk is upset with him, too. Uh, Kirk doesn't want to be dragged into it, but he admits that she's right. So maybe he does want to be dragged into it. Yeah, he do. Yeah, he wants to be dragged into that relationship as a thruple. (laughs) As a third. Uh, Kirk tries to assure her and, uh, sorry, Spock tries to assure both uh, her and Kirk that they are mistaken about his attitude. Uh, He recalls his mind meld with Admiral Pike and how he felt Pike's final emotions before his death. They reminded him of how he felt when Vulcan was destroyed. Which
0: is pretty fucking terrifying, honestly. It is, right? Like, yeah. I would not want to be in someone's head as they're dying.
1: No, that would be super <laughs> fucked up, right? I would yeah. never do that. Uh, but, I mean, I guess uh, similarly to when he was about to die, he gave all his memories to Bones in Wrath of Khan.
0: Yeah, but he wasn't actively <clears throat> dying yet. Yeah, but he was but about he, to. He, was, he was giving him his Katra. He was like, so he could be, um, you know, he's downloading a backup file. Yeah, and,
1: which is like that's a lot of information to give someone who didn't consent to it. who's yeah. passed out. Yeah. That's the thing is bones was like passed out pretty much.
0: Yeah. They sh- what they should have done is, just like, to make room, he just removed all of Bones' racism. <laughs> He's just like,
3: wow,
0: there's enough space for another mind in here.
1: <laughs> he just becomes the best doctor in the universe yeah. out of nowhere.
0: <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know what it is, Jim. I just like Spock, I'm so much better at things, f- Spock, my friend. <laughs> who I, ha- who I have no-, no racial feelings on. I whatsoever. love your beautiful
2: ears. <laughs> have I ever told you that,
0: buddy? Wow, your, your your species has a very rich and developed culture that I appreciate.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That green blood,
0: beautiful viridian shade. I gotta say, you know what? I went to a Vulcan restaurant the other day. It was amazing. I even said "gracias" to the (laughs) waiter.
1: Yeah, he he is the type that would say "gracias" to the (laughs) (sighs) waiter. Um so uh he spock assures ahura that he simply does not want that kind of despair anymore and that his feelings for her are still as strong as ever he just won't show them so they're useless Mm -hmm. suddenly the ship comes under fire from a d4 class klingon vessel that means four dicks d4 damn Mm -hmm. it's a double the klingon (laughs) um apparently on a random patrol Without any offensive capabilities, uh, besides Bones' racism, Kirk is given access to all the ships' fuel cells to evade the patrol fire and to outrun it. He finds a narrow space and squeezes the ship through it, evading capture. Kirk thinks that they have escaped, but Ahura suggests the Klingons may be jamming their sensors. The Starfleet officers are soon surrounded by three more D4-class ships, meaning 3 times D4 is 12 Klingon penises. Oh, shit. That's a lot of Klingon penis. <laughs> uh, and they order them to land. Uhura tells her shipmates that they will be tortured, interrogated, and killed. Uh, she insists she will be allowed to try to reason with the Klingons. And this is pretty consistent with early Klingons in TOS, at least. Mm-hmm. Like The Klingons were kind of a pretty malevolent warlike race for quite a while. Up until ds9 and and when Martok takes over really like the klingon culture really like i don't know past that we never see the klingon culture really uh portrayed negatively yeah uh but we don't really see the klingon culture much at all after that unfortunately yeah and i'd love to see more but like after ds9 we don't see him obviously like really at all voyager which is basically the only thing besides picard after that and we don't see klingons like at all in star trek picard
0: except for Worf.
1: yeah but i mean real klingons yeah yeah, yeah. Mean, <laughs> klingons that didn't leave their we fucking- see a
0: million orions though uh-huh I, I don't know you know also i noticed like an orion on earth at one point in this movie really and i was like that's interesting i Feel like we were on like buddy-buddy terms with Orion
1: Kelvin universe. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. he's got some different ideas going. That's like so he can do whatever he wants with yeah, the bullshit. I don't care. But yeah,
0: I just thought it was funny. Like, hey, there's Orion just hanging out on in on, uh, on San Francisco. That's cool. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so, her tells her shipmates that they will be killed. Uh, she insists she'd be allowed to try to reason with the Klingons. Yeah, as a communicator, this is a bad idea. The trading craft lands, and Ahura leaves the vessel, confronted by like fifteen or twenty Klingon warriors wearing these full face armored helmets that honestly are sick as fuck. They're, they're really cool. They look really cool, and I I wish like yeah we'd see like Klingons with helmets more. Yeah. And things because it makes sense, I guess, because they're doing war like hand to hand combat and shit all the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like it would make sense to have more armor than what they usually have.
0: And I but I always felt like they're skulls were doubly reinforced anyway but interesting and that's like,
1: why they have the ridges and stuff
0: yeah because like because uh, you know when um, when Worf tells that story about how he basically kills a kid when he was a child by you know head by head butting him like because like always felt like yeah like Klingon bodies are especially their skulls and bones are are stronger than typical
1: <laughs> why are you watching a video of just Yoshi waving his butt at you?
0: <laughs> it's 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 uh, it's from Mario.
1: This is like bottom Yoshi, like
0: p- please, says, pretty please. Why does, why does Yoshi throw it back in a melancholy way when it comes third in Mario Party Ten?
2: Please, would you fuck my little butt?
1: <laughs> it's not okay. We, we've all
0: had those Yoshi thoughts.
1: No, we have not, comrade. <laughs> Under move. communism, only you have these Yoshi <laughs> thoughts, my friend.
0: Look, you know what that tongue do, Yoshi? What that tongue do? That, that, that's, you, that's
1: that's 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 the noise he makes. Like it's like a gagging noise, right? It's like mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. But it's really like or, or it's,
0: it, yeah. Or it if it if it
1: weren't eight bit, it'd sound like
0: <laughs> 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 yes,
1: yep. <laughs> we need to pause real quick? Or? We, love, we love that Yoshi
0: has human toes. We has do. human-like feet.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, uh, no one loves that. That's why uh, Quentin Tarantino tried to get the Super Mario Brothers film. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's
0: going to do the whole barefoot Yoshi thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Love barefoot Yoshi, don't <laughs> we, folks? Um... So uh, the trading craft lands, and Ahura leaves the vessel, confronted by these warriors with sick helmets. Spock warns Kirk not to interfere, lest he incur the wrath, uh, their wrath, and Ahura's. Still, Kirk gets some phasers ready just in case. Mm -hmm. Ahura tells the Klingon patrol that she and her allies are on the planet to arrest a criminal who has put both of their planets in danger. The leader of patrol who removes his helmet and has a bunch of really cool pierced ridges.
0: Yeah, that was. I think that's the first time we've seen that, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I mean, you know, I hear it gets extra sensitive if you have the pierced ridge. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. That's where the Klingon clit is.
1: Hell yeah, clit on. <laughs> clit Um So he tells her that he has little concern for humans killing humans, uh, hoping to play on the Klingon strong traditions, or uh, her encounters that. The criminal has no honor. The leader is unimpressed, however, and the he grabs Ahura by her jaw and dra- draws a knife, preparing to kill her in the face. However, Uh-oh. suddenly somebody shoots down the Klingon patrol. It's Bender Bot, coming stuff, <laughs> armed with a phaser rifle and a larger beam cannon. He's double handing it like he's on um,
0: yeah like Fortnite some, or
1: some s- shit. Something
0: that it it looks like. Like, the, the, the that cannon looks like it was supposed to be attached to a to a uh, vehicle. But yeah. I think because of his strength, he's able to just wield it with one arm. Yeah, definitely. Is, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. He's definitely dual-wielding stuff that should be, like, you know, two-hand weapons yeah. for sure because he's jacked. <laughs> uh, so the Enterprise officers attack with a mix of fi- uh, phaser fire and hand-to-hand combat.
0: Which is a very confusing fight because, like, the Klingons are fighting both both uh khan and the and the starfleet officers correct and oh, wait
1: wait i'm sorry who
0: i mean the secret starfleet officers
1: no the starfleet officers and harrison
0: oh and harrison
1: harrison or or uh, uh bend and snap uh crap, oh, and, crap yeah. And bath. Yeah,
0: yeah yeah
1: there hasn't been a reveal yet no traffic. sorry
0: no yeah, reveal yet. excuse me john harrison
1: john Harris. thank you
0: and the starfleet officers where it's and and but the, it seems like um, Kirk and stuff are also hiding from Benedict Cumberbatch, mm-hmm. and so it's like yeah, it's like it's, it's just a free for all. <laughs> Everyone's just trying to kill each other. But, yeah. but clearly, like I think, like the Klingons probably should have like focused more on Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm -hmm. because like he's just like just mowing them down like they're just not even there
1: and i mean like harrison should have uh focused more probably on starfleet officers because all of them remain alive
0: yeah except for the two red shirts they brought well yeah
1: they don't matter though I'm i'm talking about like the ones that matter
0: yeah the ones that matter <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the so,
1: so R- r.i.p those two red shirts by the way
0: yeah yeah what other name were, names were
1: uh one started with an h but i don't remember yeah so, now he's dead so who yep. cares yeah he can have an h-shaped gravestone how
3: about
0: that
1: <laughs> so um other klingon ships drop reinforcements but they are also killed Uh, Harrison kills the last few Klingons with their own knives. Then he turns his cannon on Kirk and asks how many of the advanced torpedoes he has. Spock replies after Kirk doesn't, saying that they have 72 of them. Harrison immediately surrenders unconditionally. Kirk accepts this, then attempts to knock Harrison out by punching and beating him repeatedly, none of which has any effect on him whatsoever because he's just too good. Yes. So this is torture yeah this is a hundred percent extra like so he surrenders unconditionally and so kirk decides to do violence and a bunch of violence to him
0: it was pretty funny how the how the none of the punches were landing and Khan just looked bored with it he's just yeah. like all right get it over with yeah.
1: Right, yeah but like the the fact that the captain did this uh tells me he is not fit to be captain in any way this is bad politics this is bad politics having like a fucking like it's let also, your hero do this and not discuss it in any way it's also
0: demonstrating just like also like how khan does not give a fuck about kirk at this moment mm-hmm. like it's just like it's like even like in uh, that's also another thing i will say is like the difference between you know like um uh, ricardo Montalban and and benedict cumberbatch mm-hmm. it's like uh B- benedict like cucumber batch is google
1: boy captain crunch
0: google boy captain crunch yeah. he's not Fucking charismatic in the slightest. Whereas Ricardo Maltabon, like, you know, he was very, he, he, was, he was very, it was very obvious, like, his like, one part of Khan
1: mm-hmm. is his charm. The charm
0: is like, yeah. he, he was, he, you know, he, at one point, he led what, a third of Earth yeah. or something. Yeah. And so, like, and so a part of that is like, you have to be a very charismatic, um, um, engaging leader. Yeah. And, and Boo Boo, Boo Boo, uh, <laughs>
1: boo-boo kinder kind
0: Bender, boo-boo kinder kind he's just like he's just like plays he plays this character too straight
1: too well too straight too dark really
0: yeah too dark like, too moody uh, too brooding
2: everything he says is like
0: I have waited for so long yeah. for
2: all of the pieces to fall into place
1: and I'm like yeah I mean he's not a bad actor it's just like he's like they're relying on this movie being good based on his performance largely. Yeah. And his performance is fine. It's just like too much and I don't know. I'm not also, really also, sold.
0: It's also like also like skating by on our previous yes. knowledge of Khan. Yes. Because otherwise if you were to, if you were to look at this character without like the the existing history of khan mm-hmm. he wouldn't seem as a he wouldn't seem like you would be kind of confused about what his whole deal is yes absolutely <laughs> and, it's like, and yeah it's just like yeah like i don't like i don't like how they play him they play him very boring he's mm-hmm. he's you know they just they, they think like the whole character of khan is that he's like super strong and that so it's more of like
1: super strong and super smart
0: and super smart and so he just does super strong super smart stuff where he's not like yeah because like in space seed he was able to to practically convince a woman to leave starfleet yeah he he convinced a woman to leave starfleet Mm -hmm. and because he's like yeah he exuded this like this like this sex appeal like this and he's like he's fascinating person like she was like painting him like and mm-hmm. and benedict Cumberbatch, he just seems like he's just like a morose british person <laughs> i mean <laughs> like, he is he and that's is. the thing
1: it's like i think they saw like sherlock and they're like yeah can you do sherlock but evil for us yeah. i'm like it doesn't that's not con yeah Khan is super smart and super strong and like inexplicably so like fucking sherlock but it's like it's a totally different thing, and I feel like it's a complete misunderstanding of this character, and also, the character is supposed to be, like, Indian, and then yeah. going for the Indian colonizer to play him was probably a bad choice Yeah, in retrospect. Um, but anyway, so, um, Borders Books' Captain Crunch is returned to the Enterprise and taken to the brig. Uh, Dr. McCoy takes a blood sample to try to figure out the prisoner's physiology. Harrison insists that he be allowed to speak with Kirk. Spock thinks he wants to get into Kirk's head, but Kirk actually agrees and says also he wants to get in my pants. Mm -hmm. Harrison somehow knows about the damage to the warp core, suggesting something is perhaps amiss at the uh, or something strange is afoot at the Circle K. Yeah. He tells Kirk two things. First, Harrison gives Kirk a set of coordinates. 23, 17, 46, 11. Again with the numbers. <laughs> it's Lost all over again. Is there going to be a hatch as well?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Is there going to be um, a, a, ghost, a smoke monster? That's what I know about Lost.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah. I know, there's
0: a, I know there's a smoke monster. Uh-huh. Uh, Mac from Always Sunny was in that episode. Cool yeah i I, sorry i don't know shit about lost so
1: it's okay (laughs) you seem pretty lost hey got 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 him so uh the coordinates he gives are a point near earth somewhere harrison says kirk can find some answers there he then insists they open one of the photon torpedoes to find out what's inside of it
0: hey that would have been a great idea to do in the first place
1: yeah but they weren't allowed to scotty wasn't allowed to which is why he resigned
0: yeah <laughs> but they could have just accepted them and like scotty opened one up
2: yeah it's like we got this thing from a secret intelligence organization but we can't do secret intelligence on it trust me it's a bad idea yeah like, come on,
1: come on. <laughs> okay that on your phone is just yoshi pornography that's disgusting patrick oh yeah you can't be doing that while we're we're podcasting
0: look, look if i want to look at like foot fetish yoshi shit I'm gonna look at your foot foot footage. Yes, you shit,
1: man. I it, it was a mistake being able to like be closer to you in this podcast <laughs> with the whole this whole setup. <laughs> I'm disturbed. Uh, <laughs> so. um back on earth scotty is at a bar in san francisco with keen sir upset that keens Ke- keen upset that keen sir allowed him to go through with resigning even though scotty is like his boss so it's like on him like it's if your boss quits it's not on you that's dumb yeah kirk content
0: well, doesn't talk so yeah it's like he could, he could have just been like it's, it's hard to even understand, know if he's even like aware of his surroundings I,
1: I think he is because fucking scotty calls him like he's like yeah and he says something super racist because mm-hmm. uh, keen sir has like a i don't know he's got like a shell head mm. or something and he's like oh and you just sat there like a clam or some shit like that <laughs> and i'm like yo yo dude that's like racist shit um, but then like Keenser makes a face like, what you,
0: what fuck you just say to me? Excuse me. You know, it could just be like a face he just makes. Like, it doesn't seem like he, <laughs> that's could, true. Be, he, he could, just, could just be reacting. That's him laughing. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, and then there's just like, I mean, Keenster just follows him around. He's just like, it's like, wait, what do you actually do around here? Keenser?
2: Keenser, Keenser, Keats <laughs>
0: <laughs> I come and I keens. I come and I keens. Um. <laughs>
2: I also like to boof things. <laughs> I also uh, like
0: to boof things. I also like to felt stains if you catch my drift.
2: Hell yeah. You put anything in a butthole and give me a straw, I drink it right out, baby. That's what keensers do. <laughs> especially if it's something especially caustic. You put some bleach in someone's asshole, give me a bendy straw, I'm having a birthday, baby. <laughs> um...
0: I kind of wonder if he's also looks different underneath. If he does have a shell outside, because you know he just has eye stalks. Yeah. So I'm wondering if like that's actually not.
1: Oh, obviously. I wonder if he's just like a giant penis trapped in a shell.
0: Or he's like yeah, like a weird crawfish or something. Yeah. Like, crawdad. Crawdad. You to get that crawdad up and get a get, get a bake going on. Uh.
2: Yeah, we go, we go make that uh, grill up that alligator with our crawdad there. Get, <laughs> yeah, get, get, a, get a stick of butter, get, got, get a we, couple yo, stick of that yo, garlic yo, yo. butter up there.
0: We got that gator, we got that crawfish, we got that queso, we got all of that <laughs> boy, that <laughs> <Yeah>. boy, now. <laughs> We're we doing
2: a kinship boil today. You ever had a kinship boil? You just put a... You ever... I mean, what what kind of season you like? You like the old bay? You like the old bay usually in Louisiana? I don't
0: know how, so I like that old bay. I'll buy, i old bay, i You know, you know I yeah. come a little bit of Natty Bo? that Natty Bo in there?
1: Oh, you got a guy that Natty? Yeah. A little bit oh, yeah, yeah. Um. He admits Scotty... Kirk admits that Scotty was right about the torpedoes. Yeah. Which Scotty accepts as an apology, though he cuts the conversation short. Whereas Scotty is in no mood for any favors, Keenser insists that they help anyway, and he but, gives him a little that's, favor, that's sexual he, favor.
0: But he's 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 inferring that that's what Keenser means. Keenser just stands just sits there. Looking, looking, staring, like
2: he's—he's he's like, like, fine, Keenser, I'll do it. I'll suck your fucking dick. And I
1: mean, Keenser be... just like staring blankly at a wall <laughs> as he pulls out his weird rock-hard shell dick.
0: Maybe funny that's that's how Keenser made it through Starfleet Academy, just like wordlessly. <laughs> like, that's, that's why I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm fully in the camp now where I don't think Keenser is even aware where what's the, happening.
1: And they—they they just like, f- uh, like leaned way too hard into accessibility <laughs> to where they're like, so do you need someone to write down the answer? for the test for you and Keenzer just stares at a wall and they're like yeah I think he's uh <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't think he has that ability so you should probably get <laughs>
0: the only things we know for sure about Keenser is he likes climbing on things he
1: likes climbing on Scotty's rock hard <laughs> yeah. tiny Tiny Scottish penis.
0: <laughs> but he just he like go he likes putting going on high surfaces, which I think is also just like another trait that like animals do, just like just so they can have a high ground and spy on you. Oh so uh, it's
1: a it's a thing that uh, Obi Wan Kenobi does as yeah. well. He gets the high ground. He Anakin. gets the high
0: ground, yeah. He needs he needs that high ground, he needs to make sure. So like that's all we know about Keenser for sure. Like we don't mm-hmm. even sure if he knows anything about engineering or
1: not. So he's pretty much like Obi Wan Kenobi. Obi Wan Keenser really.
0: Yeah, Obi Wan Keenser. Yeah. I like it.
1: Yep. So the Enterprise is still hobbled, but Carol Marcus says they have enough um, power to go to a nearby planetoid where they can safely examine one of the photon torpedoes. And uh, then she undresses while she says this, and Kirk turns around to see her in a truly truly vacuous and useless display of partial nudity
0: like yeah uh, why was she getting undressed because wasn't she just wearing exactly what she was wearing in the next
1: she was gonna put on a spacesuit, i think
0: or something why why you need to get undressed for that
1: she doesn't you put on spacesuits over your clothes usually
0: yeah yeah well we needed to see alice eve's boobs i guess
1: i mean we didn't even get to see her boobs we just got to see her in like underwear and yeah it was it, it was boring <laughs> like i we can all see that and anytime we have the internet, this was made in what 2013? Yeah, come on, we have the internet, yeah, we,
0: 10 years ago, which is crazy.
1: Yeah, we can deep fake her onto a porn star now.
0: Yeah,
1: come on, <laughs> have, have, have some prescient thought. We don't. <laughs> We don't need women in underwear in PG-13 films anymore, JJ yeah. Abrams. That's not a big selling point for anybody, dumbass.
0: Yeah, it just seems like he, like I think You're J. just J.
1: exploiting J. a poor woman.
0: I think JJ Abrams is like, uh, yeah, there's no nothing sexy in this in this uh, movie." Because at all. he
1: doesn't know sexy. JJ yeah. Abrams he is knows, devoid he, of sex.
0: <laughs> he probably was. I mean I mean he does mean but it's like his concept of it which is like a dog and and right right like him
1: him alone in a room with uh beastie boy's discography on record
0: and a jar of peanut butter
1: and a jar jar binks picture
0: (laughs) jar jar binks picture jar of peanut butter me so wanna hear
2: you bark little doggy
0: and a a golden retriever and that's that's a sexy night for him yep yep (laughs) looks looks more like a brown lab when he gets done with it (laughs) (laughs)
1: So the Enterprise is hobbled, but uh, no, so she takes off her clothes. Yeah, that's the rest of my notes. All right, end of film. End
3: end
1: of movie. (laughs) That's where I stopped. Um, So Kirkatures check off that the engine issues are likely not his fault. They have sent a message to Admiral Marcus with news that they have captured Harrison, but have received no reply. Uh oh. spock reveals the true identity of carol marcus to kirk and suggests that she and dr mccoy can try to open a photon torpedo together later on the surface of the planetoid where they're going to open up this photon torpedo marcus directs mccoy into in cutting a necessary wire the moment he does the compartment slams shut on his arm and he's like god damn it and the torpedo arms with a 30 second timer it's a big bomb tension sequence just like earlier in the film and it's very cheap stakes fucking jj abrams loves the the bomb trope oh yeah the the two seconds left bomb trope
0: (laughs) i mean there's also another scene later on you know where everything has to be done at the last second you're right
1: there's three of them in this film yeah jesus christ (laughs) uh so like come
0: on that's that's too much yeah
1: marcus disarms the bomb with 2.57 2.57 seconds to spare and it opens, revealing a cryo tube with a frozen person inside. Um, the coordinates Harrison gave take Scotty to guess where? Jupiter to oh, get more stupider! More. Uh, where he finds a large shipyard. Following a sortie of similar shuttlecraft, what Scotty sees in the shipyard... Alarms him. Back on the Enterprise. Dr. McCoy examines the cryotube. Yep, it's come. (laughs) The body preserved inside is still viable, but humans have not needed cryogenic technology since they became warp capable. The person inside is, in fact, 300 years old. Say what? Kirk and Spock return to a biblical Capercat for answers. He says all the torpedoes contain his old crew. Harrison, John Harrison, who's played by a Brickleback Cracker hat, <laughs> reveals himself to be none other than Khan Noonien Singh. Whoa. A genetically engineered human. The Khan from Star Trek 2 into darkness. Slash Star Trek two, The Wrath of Khan. <laughs> two. Oh boy, you already probably knew that. Because yeah. the marketing for this movie fucking dropped the ball, huh? Mm-hmm. And you already dropped the ball in this podcast, too, Multiple old man. Times. Multiple times. Oh yeah, you're a, like a bad basketball player. That was a <laughs> terrible <laughs> analogy. <laughs>
0: I'm sure everyone's seen this movie by now.
1: I hope not. Uh, I but maybe not. I don't know. It's it's fine. Um, yeah. So that's but
0: it, uh, was, it was funny because I do remember when this movie was released. Like everyone online was saying, like that's con that's fucking con yeah because it's
1: obviously con G- and
0: gg was like no what no, no no come on no come on it's a completely new separate character it's someone else and- but sherlock
1: you've seen sherlock everyone <laughs> likes sherlock um yeah so whatever yeah, that's I think,
0: wh- but I think this movie would have been a lot better if it wasn't Khan, Honestly. oh absolutely absolutely mm-hmm.
1: uh but that's uh we're we're gonna leave the show for now uh you got no. anything else to say no i'm good well, uh if you want to listen to the entire show right now, go subscribe to us at patreoncom BS. Yeah. All right. Uh so uh goodbye for now everybody.
3: Bye.